0: My name is Greg Munson. I'm with Team Llama Motors. I'm also the executive producer and co creator of BattleBots. And welcome to the Robocast. Thanks for listening.
1: Hello, everyone. My name is Samuel at 64. I'm Joined alongside Steve the Broken Cooljoy and World of Woodrow, you are listening to the Robocast. And joining us today is BattleBots co-founder, Greg Munson.
0: Greg. Hello, hello, hello.
1: How are you? I'm
0: doing well. How are you guys?
1: Pretty good. Can't I not mean, Enjoying the week off from recovering, to be honest. It, it's, it's been yeah. quite nice to have that little in-season yeah, the, break.
0: Yeah, the two-week break. Uh-huh, uh-huh.
2: Yeah, it's, mean, it's been nice to look at something else for. Well, not that I miss, don't miss BattleBots. It's just nice to be able to kind of break, break, take a break, kind of take it in. No, it's you know, true. kind you of
0: get you get humbled reflect, you get by you know, the onslaught, and then you need a breather, and then you come <laughs> back. Yes, I understand very much.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. Um, before we get into the questions and interviews, as we kind of planned it, uh, I do want to remind our listeners once again that this podcast is sponsored by Robots Room My Life, the wonderful people over there. And we've actually seen quite a few people um making orders from them as well. I've I've seen a few people who have kind of tagged us and said, hey, I used your code. So amazing stuff. Thank you for using our code. Thank you for supporting the wonderful people over there.
0: What does robots ruin what does robots ruin my life do?
1: They sell much like this. You can see it on the oh, camera. This wow. is a, a beautiful okay. Hawaiian shirt with Ripperoni and Star Child all over it. It's brilliant. Yeah,
2: oh, it's yeah. a it's a collaborative effort between uh the Omega team and the Pain Train team and the uh yeah, for, for P1, nice. technically. Yeah. You know? yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Across all
1: alterns And um, as always, you can use our code ROBOCAST at checkouts for 25% off your order. It's a good deal. Go and give them all That's your money because they, they, they deserve it. They deserve it. First of all, Greg, before we kind of start with the early years, how have you found this season up to now? I mean, it's been quite chaotic. There's been a lot of surprise surprises emerging from... The woodwork, I think. You know, um, I, mean, yeah. I mentioned ripping. We haven't seen nothing yet.
0: I know no. this is this yep. is
1: what I mean. It's it's kind of
2: and I was no. only there week one. I know that they've the, the, the boys have been very good that went with me, David and Jevin. They've been very good at not spoiling anything to me. <laughs> uh so it's it's been quite no, it's, a run
0: so far. It's a fantastic season. Um a season where we really have dialed in a great format for the robots to compete within in terms of for guaranteed for fight card qualifying fights Mm
3: -hmm.
0: check out your resume top 32 (laughs) make it into the bracket and on from there and then the rest go to sin city slugfest um even some in the 32 bracket will make it into sin city slugfest which will appear later in the year Mm -hmm. but it worked out great fights were amazing like you said we had many many surprises and there's some more surprises to come And the new rules we uh, formatted and worked with the builders on over the break from the last season, I think, for the most part, have worked spectacularly. You know, the movement rule, the no stuck stuff, um, the uh, revised judges criteria, the match steward, all that stuff has worked great. The appeals, super happy about all that. Um, Yeah. So I think um, so far, so good. I think a lot of people... We know how it ends. So it's great. Well,
1: it ends with someone lifting yeah. the trophy. <laughs> I think the yeah. one thing that kind of the teams that we've spoken to this season certainly have said is the knowing the schedule has been mm-hmm. a massive game changer for them. It's just been like a, a nice sort of, you know, you watch Premier League football and they, you kind of, you know who you fight, you're playing next week because it's, it gives you a chance to kind of prepare for each opponent. I think mm-hmm. that's a really cool sports element that's been added to BattleBots. Yeah
0: it's it's huge because the way we used to do it is you know we we have a set um like two and a half fight cards per per shooting day and then you get a lot you almost go through half the field of like the 50 or 60 or whatever it is in those in that half in those in that full day of two and a half fight cards and then you have to assess okay now who should fight who based on who they won or who they lost to and um and by the time the shoot day is over and you get to that process it's like two in the morning so the poor robot builders are sitting there, waiting on Discord yeah. for a message, <laughs> like, oh my god, I have to fight them! And they, you know, tomorrow I don't have a know, setup like, for that yet. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, hundred percent. And it just makes strategy better. They can strategize about this. They can figure all their configurations beforehand. Um, uh, yeah, they've got to they, make they filming go
2: faster. Plan out
0: little tool, little little gamesmanship things they're gonna do from the get go. It's great. Yeah.
1: Agree, I think it's been a, a really big revelation.
0: So, very good. yeah, and that's what I mean by fitting all that stuff within the new format, it's just such a good new format. Um, what well, we must credit Aaron Catling uh, in a very big way for helping to come up with.
1: Absolutely, well. Yeah. Wonderful. Let's, let's start Hello, off Gemini. with Disappeared. <laughs> has appeared suddenly he, appeared. Is, he is
2: <laughs> full up full
4: up on on the the foods and how was your day yep, ready to it was ready delicious I, I would have appreciated <laughs> my dinner more had i not had to rush it but there we are <laughs> yeah, you got plenty more days shoveled to in dinner. by the <laughs> yeah
1: <laughs> brilliant um we're going to start off with the time before battle bots Ooh. Ooh,
2: landed... Very yeah memorable. i know
4: the, the before years everything that Except for the book forgot.
2: Well, what I mean was li-
0: what was life like before <laughs> before any like robot combat?
1: I mean right. well, well we, we are gonna talk a little bit about that, um to be fair. So obviously you have kind of mentioned you know, a lot of the stuff we are gonna cover, you know, is covered in this thing, which is gearheads
2: yeah. by um. Oh, Mine's it, in it, the mail. I don't see, know where mine went. See, I had one. You <laughs> you 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 the it? head. I re yeah. I rebought it now, knowing I didn't have it. I must have lost it in a move. Um, but it's it's on its way.
1: Give Jeff Bezos a ring I'm sure he'll shoot it over tomorrow um, I'm so far
2: though I'm like the right. farthest possible from Seattle <laughs> anyway
1: <laughs> anyway um we're gonna start with even before BattleBots you know growing up were you kind of mechanically minded was it you know we engineering based when you were you know growing up
0: I I mean so Trey and I are cousins we don't have brothers mm-hmm. uh so our mom's Put us put us together during the summers and school breaks and whatnot. He was in Los Angeles, Southern California. I was in Northern California, so he either come up with me or I would go down with him. We had a third cousin, Gar, who was also in a similar situation. So we put, we were all together, and we we're called the Terrible Trio because we all, would always get in trouble. And the kind <laughs> of trouble we got into was usually making something and then breaking something. Right. <laughs> so we weren't engineers by any sense of the of the of the word or. Um, but we were certainly tinkerers and goofer offers in the sense that we would you know do something to an sd's rocket that just shouldn't be done (laughs) um and then maybe cause a little problem and get in trouble and then um you know we do things to our model airplanes and to our cox remote control cars and trey's remote control boat and um, we'd always film it of course too because filmmaking was a big part of our growing up um So, yeah, that that would be the most engineering you'd probably get out of me. Trey, maybe a little bit more. Um, But, yeah, but we're certainly fooling around with stuff, making it and breaking it. But it was the high school buddies of mine, Peter Abramson, the Bot Whisperer, Mark (laughs) Satrakian, the super genius, go to high school with those guys. And when I meet those guys, I met Pete in um, eighth grade, seventh grade, met Mark in high school. You know, it takes it to an entirely new level. I thought I was cool making stop motion animation <laughs> movies with Lego cotton to make the explosions happen. <laughs> and, you know, the little bombs I would make in the backyard blowing up Lego stuff. <laughs> no, Mark's <laughs> attraction is so much better. <laughs> and, no, and he's He, he is uh, a mastermind for sure. <laughs> yeah. So I learned a lot. And, you know, and I had this great, I lived on a cul-de-sac. Um, if you remember the TV show Knot's Landing, there was always that helicopter shot where it showed the circle mm-hmm. the street ends in a circle and that's I lived on one of those perfect place end of the street circle you know cars don't really go up there um to blow stuff up <laughs> <so the> neighbor <laughs> okay I'm like, noticing
1: a big theme go here, just destroying things
0: <laughs> yeah, we're just we're destroying our Legos we're destroying our plastic models we would, t- my, from my mom's bedroom, second story bedroom to the neighbor's mailbox across the big circle, we would put fishing line and we would, you know, build these Lego trams to shoot them down the line and they would blow up. Hopefully, if they would blow up halfway, you know, <laughs> down the line in the middle of the cold set. Sometimes they blow up right in the, into the neighbor's ma- mailbox. But, <laughs> oh. <laughs> I wouldn't want to be, we would all do that all that kind of <laughs> stuff. Yeah. That's, a,
1: that's amazing.
3: And,
0: um, and so, so when, uh, Mark Thorpe invented Robot Wars, and that was the first showing in San Francisco. And Mark's tracking pages me, and I go to a payphone. I have to call him, and he says, there's all this noise, and he says, I got you two tickets to this thing, Fort Mason Center, be there soon, you'll love it, click. He so had to go. Um, <laughs> but, you know, when I, when I walk into this building, and uh, I smell this weird smell, and I see the black back of these bleachers, I can't see any robot fighting, it's behind the bleachers. But I smell it and I hear it and I walk around and I see it and I'm like, oh, OK, this is kind of two things. It was very familiar because of the history we've had breaking stuff and making stuff <laughs> and very just completely bizarre and unique. Like I've never seen this before, like the complete opposite, because it's such like, you know, who thinks of fighting robots together? Mark Thorpe did. Um, <laughs> and it's one of these things where your eyes just go like, whoa, you could do yeah. this. You know, and so that was the spark, you know, that started it all, really.
1: Spotted at the flame. Absolutely.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's funny.
1: Yeah. I, we had a load of questions written down, <laughs> and that's answered three of them in one go. Well done, Greg. Mm-hmm. Very good yeah, time sure, saving. Yeah. I like that. Um <laughs> good, okay. so, so obviously, it was it was Mark that drew you to, to Rewards originally. Um, how did he hear about it? Well, obviously, he yeah. must have heard it from, from well, somewhere.
0: Yeah. So, you know, Mark worked at ILM with Mark. Thorpe, Mark Satrakian, work Mark Thorpe right. uh, collaboratively at ILM. Mark got hired right out of high school because he was such a fantastic um, sculptor and model builder and whatnot. They just, they saw his resume, they saw his work, and they said, you're hired kid. Um, So, I mean, yeah, I mean, anyway, maybe it was the first year of college. I forget the details, but Mark meets Mark, uh, Mark Thorpe is you know the story about the uh, tank and the vacuum cleaner and the chainsaw which you guys probably heard a million times
3: Mm
0: -hmm. um he has this light bulb that goes off in his head that oh if i can make a a a remote control tank into a chainsaw wielding tank my friends who i work with at ilm and people from all over the world could do the same thing and we could have a sport we could have a fight and he invented robot wars mark thorpe being one of the first people to come of course um Peter Iverson came as well who was also into special effects at that time um and Will Wright you know Michael Winner all the all the old school Scott LaValley all the old school people were there and I just came as a spectator because of Mark's trackian um but then honestly I thought it was cool but I kind of dropped it because at that point I'm I'm a musician and I'm just in bands and I'm having fun that way and um Peter Abramson calls months before robot wars two in 95. And he says, what are you going to build? Pete and I (laughs) built stuff all the time when we were in high school. Now we're older. Um, and, and I'm like, build, what do you mean? Build for robot wars. Number two, what are you going to build? Like, I don't know. Oh, should I build something? Yeah, you should build something. So, uh, so we hang up the phone and I'm with my girlfriend is now my wife, Tina and her buddy, Bob, who works at a bar. And we're the three of us are just brainstorming on all the goofy robot ideas. And, you know, everyone's done that. Everyone who watches any of these robot finding shows that's, that's it, And they haven't had any experience. The first thing they do, if they really dig it is they go like, what if we built one with this? What if we built one with that? Oh, yeah. What if we did this? What if we did that. I still do that. So We did that all yeah. night. We had yeah, every, exactly. And, um, And then I went to take my, I lived in a live workspace, right? Uh, Like um, lofts, you know, big, you get a big chunk of real estate, but nothing in it. You have to build everything yourself. And your neighbor has the same, your neighbor has the same. And it's a three-story building. Mm -hmm. It's in Oakland. Um, I take my garbage out. Gage Koshua is taking his garbage out. And um, I say, Gage, (laughs) do you know about Robot Wars? He's like, is that that thing I saw on TV? Uh, because they had, they did a TV that all us nerds watched. next step which there was no real good cable shows back then or certainly no streaming back then but there was this local news show called next step where the the news reporter guys got an extra little half an hour like on a sunday to talk about tech stuff right and we love that show and they did robot wars on it and gage saw it through that and um they're at the trash can we're like let's let's form a team, let's do it. Engage is like, <laughs> yes. So we, uh, and Engage, of course, is the builder of Law Machine, Vlad the Impaler. And so Gladiator. Gage and I formed a team, Gladiator, yeah. Um, we we partnered up, formed a team, and very quickly uh, Trey got involved, because um, Trey's an amazing, you know, uh, remote control driver. And I've known that since he was a kid with the Cox stuff um remote control cars and whatnot and uh, he's a helicopter pilot even then back then so he had this uncanny ability to pilot things um and he could help pay for it as well his mom helped us um and and actually Paul McCready wound up helping us the famous uh, engineer guy who made the solar powered airplane that crossed the Atlantic um because his they were family friends he gave us 600 bucks <laughs> <laughs> yeah so anyway, there was this bit of a, of a, not a fight, I would say, but a conversation about what the hell we could build. And, you know, Trey and I went to this thing called the shopping cart races, which is another one of these, what the hell is that? Yeah. Guys, <laughs> get a shopping cart and you can do anything you want with it and you race it. <laughs> so people made dragsters, people made bicycles at a, with the, on a shopping cart. People just made a, uh, just a remote control cop, shop, shopping cart and they didn't care about it because what they cared about was the mini marshmallow shooting pneumatic um machine gun that they added to it <laughs> <as a job. laughs> it's the best i mean i that is someone needs to re- resurrect that because that was the best thing ever I mean, it's, it sounds yeah. Like, yeah. It
1: like other like power wheels and hacky races i
2: was going to say it sounds yeah, very without similar the it was, the same,
0: it was <laughs> power tool races was there at this around the same time as well yeah. but shopping cart races was my fave um <laughs> but it's in a, it was in a boat yard and you couldn't find the place. It was in the secret little shop in a boatyard. And as we're walking through this, we see these ginormous propellers from the back of boats. And Trey's like, that's what we're going to build. We're going to build a propeller. And it's going to spin around and la- launch people up in the air. Cool. Awesome. So we go back to Gage. And Gage being the real engineer, the, you know, the math equations are going off in his head. And he's like, no, we're not going to do that. It's way too complicated. Because <laughs> um, you know, back then, you know, we didn't have the crazy technology you got now. Um, so he says, we're just going to build a wedge. Let's be simple. That's what we're going to do. So, all right, whatever. And we built La Machine. And, um, you know, I mean, the rest is history. We went in there as a middleweight in Robot Wars 95. And we thought we were the worst team there. You know, we're totally embarrassed that UC Berkeley team was next to us, pitted next to us. And they had this thing with gas motors and all kinds of complexities. Mark Satrakian built the second version of the Master. Like, oh, God. Thor was there. This hydraulic. Yeah hammer that still to this day probably could be competitive i mean it was amazing um we're just like we suck
3: There's, <laughs> what are we doing here? It's
0: total imposter syndrome but the very first fight we won it in like i don't know 20 seconds yeah <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, the wedge worked it was the right angle and we we didn't have a speed controller we couldn't afford one we just used bosch relays from you know your window going up and down or was the windshield wipers i forget and it was just basically hardwired into this little on-off brain for, for the tank drive motors we, we we had. Trey was a great driver. Um, and the little La Machine worked great. And we won the whole damn middleweight um, competition really easily, mm-hmm. um, embarrassed to say. And the audience loved it because it was just the ugliest, stupid machine <laughs> <ever>. <laughs> And they would chant La Machine, which is this great little three-syllable musical thing. So they mm-hmm. really got into that. And so we were like, oh, great, man. We we're like rock stars. Um, we ate it <laughs> up. And then um, the heavyweight melee was about to happen where all the big boys now fight. And the audience was screaming for La Machine to come in, a middleweight. And I was in the audience. Trey got the robot ready. He was bringing it in. He's he's lo- looking for me. He's like, wait, get over here. Come on. We got to do it. <laughs> okay. So we do it. And we won that. We beat Yeah. <laughs> <the master. laughs> Thor, we beat Scott LaVallee's robot. Um, and that was great. So we had a great time. Um, and now we're fully hooked. Thank you, Peter, for hooking us. Um, and we really, really, really want to help Mark Thorpe build this thing into the next level. So um, we helped him improve the arena, all the cool traps he had, uh, working with you know, Trey and I and Scott would. Uh, so at Scott's house, Scott set up this whole thing to build the traps and make them better. And Trey was a big part of, of making that happen. Um, we did, we made the robot wars website. We made brochures for, for Mark. And then the funnest thing we did was we made this video for the, that we we're going to send to David Letterman. Cause we thought if we can get this on David Letterman, mm-hmm. not the
3: tonight show, Mm-mm. David
0: Letterman. Cause he likes, he likes stupid human tricks. <laughs> he's done dangerous toys, stupid Petra. He's up his alley. He'll dig it. Um, and so we made this really funny video where, I don't even, I mean, the things we did with La Machine in the video, you could never, ever do. <laughs> do <nowadays>. now? <laughs> Instant cancellation. <laughs> no, I mean, just, just danger, you know, um, 9-11 <laughs> stuff. We, oh, uh, we took it across the Bay Bridge, you know, we took it through the toll booth on the Bay Bridge, and this thing is like, you don't know what it is. And the no, booth, of course not. Big mystery box. Like, oh. <laughs> they, they played right along with us. um and we're stopping traffic to get our shot no can you do it again roll it in oh there's cars back
3: there yeah
0: we took it to the airport and they lit us bring it to the tarmac and run it under the wheel wheel chuck for uh southwest airlines the 727 wow you have really can to do that now shooting this thing Trey's driving it into the wheel it's loud as you know it's crazy (laughs) And Southwest didn't give a shit. You're just like oh, no, this is cool. <laughs> you imagine that now? Yeah. I mean, you wouldn't be able to get through no security. Way. No. I mean,
1: one of the questions so, I have I've written down is, yeah. you know, is, is there a part of you that misses like all the of uh, the simplicity of the innocence of the time, if you like? Like yeah.
0: exactly. Yeah, there was no it was pre-li eleven, so it was exactly that. Um people just thought there's these, you know, some goofy young guys wanting to uh make a video. Oh, sure, whatever. Yeah. Now that was course, like the golden era. Yeah, yeah. It's crazy. Um, so uh we uh, don't get it on David Letterman unfortunately. And of course Robot Wars goes into uh yeah, gearhead mode. We, well, we, we we know we know
2: the we know the the bits and pieces of of that, you know, it's yeah. it's uh, that's pretty well documented on how, yeah, if, if on how that all fell yeah. Exactly. There's it. no better place to learn that story and like all the, Yeah, I couldn't. I
0: mean, Bradstone researched the crap out of it. um, Interviewed everybody. It's a legal drama. You could literally film a legal drama if you wanted to. You know, if you know, if the sport ever got really, really popular worldwide, um, maybe Mm -hmm. they'll make into a movie someday. But it could be. Mm -hmm. It it is. It's one. It's like Tucker. It's like the movie Tucker. Yeah. (laughs) Perfect
2: example. Perfect example. (laughs) Where big company tries to stomp out the little guy. That's
0: Mm all. So that's what happened to Mark. Mm-hmm. Of course as as you know in gearheads, uh Trey attempts to financially help and legally help Mark beat the lawsuit. Mm-hmm. Um but it goes on and on and on and on and on and takes and money, 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 mm-hmm. money. And it got to a point where two year two years, two years later Ro- Robot Wars is not happening. Mm-hmm. Um Mark is struggling to keep the lawsuit just keeps evolving and evolving and evolving. And uh Trey reaches a point where it's like, you know what, if the next move is to just do this ourselves. Yeah. Because Mark's not going to be able to um, emerge out of this with the Robot Wars brand. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um pretty sure Mark gave us his blessing. Um and we did uh BattleBots 97, 99, this is 99 mm-hmm. in Long Beach. Yes. And at the moment, we, we it dawned on us where we should really just do it ourselves. We we love making these videos and we wanted to get exposure. So we called up those next same next step guys. The show had gone away, unfortunately, but the KPIX people, you know, local TV people were still gung-ho to film some kids, you know, breaking stuff. So we went under the freeway where we would usually test the robot. And we got all the local builders. We got Scott LaValle. We got the... Uh, the nelson's you know steve nelson is his dad uh, was Slam. we got uh steven felk i think and jim smintowski mm-hmm. um and under the freeway we fought stuff and they filmed it they put it on tv and everyone came back over to trey's house and uh, i think maybe even pete was there and maybe dan Danknick was even there too uh anyway i forget exactly who but uh, I, I just want to give credit to the people who were there cool. but we all said you got to do it yourself man so Trey said, okay, we'll do it. Greg, are you going to do it with me? I'm like, yeah, I'll do it with you. Um, and then we came up with the name BattleBots. And, and then we did our Long Beach show.
1: Who came up with the name? We started the
0: whole TV thing.
1: Who came up with the name? Uh, the name was
0: interesting. So I remember exactly how that happened. I'm in my warehouse building on the phone. I have a cell phone now. Um, <laughs> One of those little extended world. <laughs> 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 Talking to Trey and Colleen, his wife and we're trying to come up with names you know every you know you you've done it before robo something you know bought something Hmm, we wouldn't know anything about that (laughs) exactly so you just come up with every little cut cut up word for robots and battling and fighting and you're trying to stick them all together um colleen says what about battle droids And me being a Star Wars nerd Mm. said, oh, no, we can't call it Battle Droids because episode one is about to come out in like three months from now. Mm. And they've already trademarked that name. They've actually already got a webcom. I I search all the Star Wars news all the time back then. (laughs) So Battle Droids is off the table. And I say, how about Battle Bots? Because bots was one of those words we had been goofing around with. Mm -hmm. And we all stopped. Let's think on that. And then we talked about a few more names and then talked the next morning and said, you know, I think it's BattleBots. And we said, yeah, that's pretty good, right? Yeah. So we all came up with it.
1: And thus BattleBots was born.
0: Yeah. Thus it was.
1: Uh, Steve, I believe this was yes. where I hand over from, from the before times to yourself in Comedy Central.
2: Okay. Yeah. Another well, yeah. Comedy Central, and then I guess we'll, I'll, I'll, I have a question here about the, like the pay-per-view events. That's a lighter question. So, I mean, before mm. BattleBots comes to late night TV, it's a pay-per-view event. Uh, so can you tell us whatever happened to Y2K2 and <laughs> if there's a, if there's <laughs> I mean, a, uh, a place where he disappeared to, uh, what was yeah. the idea behind yeah. something like that instead of having like a physical host have a, uh, well, you had physical host, you had commentators there, you know, commentating the event. Uh, but what was the idea of having like a robotic, uh,
0: Close, yeah. well, one of the guys who competed in, I believe robot wars mm-hmm. towards the end of it, I think 98 or something, um, was Vic Lang, amazing engineer and amazing pioneer in the world of MIDI controlled robotics, right? So, um, and he built this thing called Y2K2 and he kept telling us about it and telling us about it. Um, we probably He probably even demoed it for us and he had this giant keyboard, right? You'd play it and it was this round thing that he constructed himself, something that almost like Prince would have. Um, and then the robot, if you push, C, the robot would go, whoop, push F, the robot would go, whoop, right? And he could play it. Um, I think that's how it worked. Um, anyway, he, um, we knew about it. And when it came time to produce the uh, pay-per-view, uh, it was probably Trey, because Trey loved the thing. Um, he mm-hmm. said, we got Y2K2 to be one of the uh, hosts. And we all thought that was a great idea. Uh, and thus, that happened. Yeah. very cool and the, yeah, I, I should have, say about the people view um you know so the Long Beach show we did a we did a cybercast we did a, we did a <clears throat> stream you know back then in 99 yeah. which is unheard of Wait we're time. Up, we had friends <laughs> yeah yeah we had friends who worked at ZD TV which became Tech TV which became G4 yeah um so they were on the Forefront of, of streaming they knew all about it. And so we they brought the infrastructure in and we streamed it. Um John Remar, ref John had a production mm-hmm. company back called Innovation, and they they were the production company and we streamed it and it got like got like I if it, it was either a hundred thousand or four hundred thousand, or maybe it was forty thousand. I don't remember. Let's say it was four hundred thousand. pretty big that, numbers yeah. for sort of it was probably online 40. content. It was yeah. Probably 40. But let's just pretend it was 400. Yeah. Uh, sure, It was a lot of people. It was a lot of people for whatever number it was back then. And uh and anyway, two guys were sitting, I think, in the audience, and there was Lenny Stucker and his partner Rob Biner. and they had done fights, Friday night fights, uh, for ESPN for years. They were the team that does flies all over the country, does Friday night fights. Uh, and they're they have a real production company um called what was their production company called? What the hell I forget anyway. Um anyway, Lenny and Rob. Um, So they hooked up with us and said, we're going to get you guys. We know the pay-per-view model because we do boxing and we're going to make it happen for you. So they helped us do the deal with In Demand and went to Las Vegas Mm -hmm. at the All-American Sports Park and did the pay-per-view, which did okay. They put it on just before the Super Bowl in kind of the holidays. So, you know, it didn't get as much love as it should have. But it was fun making it. And, you know, Lewis Johnson, who's one of the best, you know, broadcast journalists on the planet. He does the Olympic. If you watch the Olympics, you'll always see Lewis Johnson do the um, track and field. Mm-hmm. He was great. He was so good. And Larry, I forget his name, was the, you know, play-by-play. And then Dan Danknick was the color. Yes. And then Y2K, too. Yeah. Anyway.
2: Super cool. It was fun. Uh,
0: it was good. Yeah. And then that got, obviously, that became a pilot, right? Yes. That became a piece of tape yeah. that... Something we you could show. Go, we could show. So what happened was getting into comedy central.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause that was going to um, be my next question. Like what's it like shopping the show to networks now? And how do you land on comedy central? I'm sure there were other ideas, you know, but, but why, a, why a comedy network? It just, it it just, I I guess, I guess BattleBots is silly enough, you know, and to be like, Oh yeah, this would be just, just metal wheeled machines bashing into each other. That's comedy. Right. You know?
0: Yep. 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 So, um, well, ZDTV, what um, the hell was that company? So it became Tech TV, right? Mm-hmm. And so Tech TV wanted it. Tech TV's like, we want to, we want to do it with you. Yeah, it's a perfect um, fit, you would figure. It's a perfect fit, except mm-hmm. they were in like, I don't know, this number is going to be wrong, but a very minimal amount of households in terms of people who have cable and, and get tech TVs. If cable's this big, tech TV's this big. Right.
2: It was a company, it was Ziff Davis that was the company.
0: Ziff, right, oh. right, right. Exactly. Yeah. Um anyway, but it would have been perfect. They're actually a lot of people don't realize this, but tech TV launched Ninja Warrior. They were the company that bought the Japanese show, showed it in America, got Americans, you know, psyched on it and fired up on it and created the um Americans who thought it was so cool. NBC then bought had a stake in tech TV and NBC then produced Ninja Warrior, which is now you know, big deal, big hit. Oh, yeah. huge. Um, so maybe that's the, the other origin in the in the parallel universe, everything Sw- everywhere. All at once. <laughs> yeah, BattleBots <laughs> is on NBC, thriving to this day, right?
1: But Ninja Warrior or Discovery. <laughs>
0: um, <laughs> there's two network executives who work for the BBC. And saw the success of Robot Wars,
3: mm-hmm.
0: uh, which, of course, bought a license from Mark Thorpe and his partner to do the show over there. Mm-hmm. Or where you got it. Well, these were you know, some of you on.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and they moved to got jobs in America. Bill Hillary and I forget the woman's name. Um, she got on TLC and Bill Hillary got Comedy Central. Um, so they knew about it. And when they kind of caught wind of it, um, and Lenny, I'm sure, helped get some of the word out because he was big to get us on TV. Um, And we wanted to see a demo. So we brought Mark Satrakian's robot, the uh, Mechadon, along with our pay-per-view tape and showed it to Debbie Liebling, who was the lady who greenlit and made South Park Mm -hmm. and all the big, you know, hit, hit shows from Comedy Central back in that day. She thought it was awesome. Bill Hillary, her boss, knew about it from you know BBC, and said, "Get get it, let's do it." So we got Comedy Central in the cable world. Is that Tech TV? Is this? Yeah, Tech TV is like our brothers and sisters. They they're down the street, San Francisco. Um, our friends work there, but this is that many households. Yeah, so you we can't really say nothing can you? <laughs> we debated it back and forth for weeks and we went with comedy central yeah and so we with me we, yeah.
2: we were yeah, yeah. go ahead no go, go. i was, I was just gonna say uh like uh, with with uh with the comedy central uh you know name now that you now that you have that have that bid were you were you worried about because uh, i know i know that BattleBots, at least from what i remember uh, i had a late time slot uh i know that maybe that would be i don't know if that was a worry for you you know not being super prime time uh you know because i remember no, sometimes was come all on like, it, like nine or ten
0: We're going to be a big fish on Tick TV and a small fish on Comedy Central. Okay. Um, But it panned out. It panned out great. We were the second or third highest rated premiere in Comedy Central's history. We were like the third best show, South Park, the man show, Battle Bots. And it created, and no, you know, it was one of these things. So robot fighting is that, what the hell is that? Right. And the press and the TV people and people who watch TV never, you know, they don't know about Robot Wars. They don't know about Mark Mm -hmm. Thorpe's thing at at Fort Mason Center. And, you know, and they certainly don't know about, American audiences don't know about Robot Wars that's going on right now. It was very, yeah. it
2: was very tricky. So they're like, this is
3: great.
0: Yeah. So.
2: Yeah. Like we were lucky enough in the Northeast to get it on PBS. Uh, where they they had licensed right. the show to, to to show, I think it was I think they were showing. They started with series two. We didn't even know series one was right. a thing over here, uh, and we were we were lucky yeah. that, that I was lucky that WHYY in Philadelphia picked it up. I would have never known known about Robot Wars, and my dad wouldn't have recorded it, you know. And then I wouldn't have known about BattleBots, and then like it's this it's snowballs, you know, like well, all of a sudden the public opens their eyes, like oh my god, this is the coolest thing ever, and then you know it's off to the races. Uh, so yeah, no, and
0: and Robot Wars. I
2: think got on spike and it got on yeah uh, yeah PBS. eventually and then and then, and then tnn, TNN uh, at one point and then it, and then tv and then and then it kind of yeah. kind of found its way to tech tv and then it's crazy
4: of really because disappeared from there when battlebot started yeah. when, it, when it rebooted it started mm-hmm. on spike for a lot of yeah, similarly
2: right. minded people probably still there thinking like oh i remember that show that'll that'll fit nicely yeah. in our, our yeah.
0: programming block so yeah So it's on Comedy Central and it's a a hit. And um, pretty quickly, uh, we were, you know, we got that Hasbro toy deal, Jack Specific, the THQ video game, all that fun stuff. But, you know, when you really look at it, it only lasted two years on Comedy Central. Um, it was five seasons. It was over yeah. almost a hundred episodes almost it seems like so much later. longer.
2: maybe it's because I was younger, and I that just is. the time time was stretched longer. You know, I lived less time, you know, <laughs> that that whole logarithmic experience of life, uh, or it seems like it was on TV for so much longer,
0: yeah. it was such an a concentrated time that time slowed down relative to I guess concentration. so <laughs> yeah time but we did two
3: big,
0: <laughs> exactly two big seasons shoots a year, May and November, we used to do, I think um lots and lots and lots. and in four way classes yeah you know
3: huge amount fire. of turnout
0: like
2: could you imagine that amount of turnout that you had back in the day now if you had that oh, like it, I, hundreds? It, would be,
0: it would be death you <laughs> <I> could <laughs> see the tears
2: like oh this is the worst um
0: my but... wife back then was the casting coordinator you know a casting uh, producer and she would deal with uh, 500 entries you know. <laughs> And just God get them her. in and get all. Of the, she would get all of those flights queued up, get into the arena. We would do them in eleven minutes, turn back to front, eleven minutes, boop, 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 boop. and we'd shoot that whole thing. Um, and it was nut, nutty,
3: mm-hmm. it was
0: nutty, but it was fun. Um, yeah. Nowadays, obviously, we take more time with it and we only do one way class. But um, yeah. yeah, back then it was wild, wild west.
2: when you when you think of it like boxing you know everyone thinks like the big main events the heavyweight events you know it's it's got like that that moniker where it's like you know this is the big heavy title fight you know like we think like tyson and we think like you know George Foreman, you think all these really big boxers and stuff like that. I don't know if they're in there. I don't know if they were all heavyweights, you know what I mean? But like I'm, I'm, my boxing history of that, that that whole age, you know, that was kind of before me State where my dad would use his little, fan. yeah, his little <laughs> sniffer box and, you know, you know, get have everybody over and they'd all watch the fights and then Tyson would be one round and it would be over. Uh, <laughs> but you'd watch all the undercard fights and it would all be really interesting. Yeah. And I feel like, you right. know, BattleBots, BattleBots is a very interesting corollary between Boxing and I I feel like when I whenever I've I've tried to describe or about Wars to people I describe it as more of a wrestling you know it's 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 much more deep in it like it's it it's it much more story driven and it, it like the, it, the characters of the show and you're like I mean we still have that with BattleBots but BattleBots is this really. Dare I say, like really clean, well well produced event. Of course I'm sucking up now. Um where <laughs> it's it's got a it, it's it's got a real identity as a, One's you know, still on a the end, a, one is a, prof- a professional, you know, sporting event. Uh where yeah. it's you I, know, it's, it's would, got this this pedigree. I
1: would compare robot wars to a game show, whereas BattleBots is the sport.
0: Yes. Uh well, speaking, that's that's yeah. by design. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, we we you know, Trey and I built the robots. We competed in robot wars.
3: Mm-hmm. Um
0: we wanted to help Mark build it into a a big giant sport Mm -hmm. um unfortunately that didn't happen we did it on our own um on comedy central um i looking back i love that show and all the funny stuff we did with it and mac and bradley the executive producers made those hilarious skits carlos with the cat and oh so good scott (laughs) as a psychopath and um, it's this hilarious but you know back then we we were maybe a little more sensitive to we gotta make the robot engineers stars Mm -hmm. because we were we were true believers and still are of of you know kids got to look up not just to sports people but they got to look up to engineers Mm -hmm. i mean there's no astronauts we're really looking up to these days like there were in the 60s Mm -hmm. um wasn't so build more more engineers little kids got to look up to engineers and there probably wasn't enough of that on comedy central and we wanted more of that and we wanted it to have that true sports feel. And maybe some of Comedy Central would just throw the best fights at the screen and wouldn't really think of the arc so much.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: And so when we got the opportunity, when we got booted off the network because the ratings went down and they moved yeah. us around. and I was going to say, whatever. yeah, you,
2: you, you got the age old movie around and time slot killed. I, I think you were put in, put in a time slot. I, I can't remember exactly which one, but it was basically Saturday, a time
0: slot. Yeah. It was terrible. Yeah, just, Saturday, just an awful yeah. spot. Um, and whatever it was, who knows? I mean, the fights, certainly we had a ton of wedges. The fights got yeah. a little bit, eh, there was maybe, you know, three good ones out mm-hmm. of 10. Um, a lot of, you know, bots with no active weapons and just they fall yeah. apart and they're just boxes. So there was that. Plus, I think we're quickly moving into an era on TV where reality shows start to, to come up. Mm-hmm. And we're mm-hmm. talking about one camera reality shows, you know, especially oh, yeah. on Comedy Central. Where I mean, they weren't the elaborate scripted things we see nowadays, but they were much more simple and cheaper. And so, you well, know, got the boot anyway. Um, Trey and I, had a lesson learned, we're like, from here on out, mm-hmm. sport builders are heroes. Yes, let's find a let's find a partner to do it. And it yeah. took twelve years. <laughs> yeah, honestly. Uh, yeah. Speaking
2: of speaking of sports, before we get too far from from the Comedy Central, or what is it like? Um... Hiring talent for the show because I know you 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 wanted to go to the sport angle, so you hired you know people like Sean Salisbury and Tim Green, like big football stars at the time. And then you got uh, comedian, very good, quick on the quick off the cuff Bill Dwyer. You got Randy and Jason Sklar You got uh, the 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 pretty people where you got Carmen Electra. You got Tracy Bingham. You got you know like, like like what was it like going through that process and finding the right people for the show? You
0: know like how how we didn't how, go how that was process. that process like? It no, you. we didn't go through it. Yeah, no, 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 it wasn't no. us, that wasn't us. That was. not and that's Mac and Bradley. That's the production company okay. hired by oh, okay. Comedy Central, who knows the Comedy Central brand. Okay. And is is between and, and and basically has a it's a love triangle. Comedy Central, uh First TV, which is Mac and Bradley's production company, and okay. Trey and Greg BattleBots. And so they gotta please the network, but at the okay. same time, they gotta please their their partners. So we're the ones who are like, guys, this is a sport. So they think, okay, mm-hmm. let's get Sean Salisbury or Tim Green. Yeah. Comedy Central, like, no, it's gotta be funny. So they get <laughs> build wire and our demo is males 18 to 34 most of them in college smoking pot it it, good looking women right so that (laughs) they said okay cast the show and that's what they did
1: wow
0: (laughs) (laughs) that's remarkable i mean that's it that's basically it
2: yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, I know there's a separation between network and producer, and you know, like what they want, you know, as opposed to you know what you want to see, you know. But you know, you got to come to a, even, a common even ground. New, even the new show,
0: even the new show, we didn't, we Trent and I didn't have much input in the casting. That was Aaron and Chris. Okay. Um, although we had a lot more input, I mean, they would definitely run stuff by us, okay. but we trusted them when they uh, said. I, um, do you enjoy
2: having more input, or do you like just let people do what they do what they do best? You know. And no, not I enjoy. I
0: really enjoy having more input. I really enjoy <laughs> it. Um, hey.
3: An, Some people like the
0: to run. I, 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 you know, like my beginning, and this is not so much the engineering part. It was the filming part. I was mm-hmm. the guy filming us blowing that stuff up. I was the guy filming <laughs> um, the thing for David Letterman editing, helping edit yes. it. Um, Anyway, so I, I love that. So yeah. Chris and Aaron were way more collaborative on that part with us. Um, But ultimately they found Farouk. They found uh, Chris and Kenny, um, you know, Alice and Hayslip all those folks Jessica, Molly and
2: Samantha you know and, and this was Molly, with, Samantha, especially Samantha, especially yeah. Samantha Ponder too because that was like that was before because now she's on ESPN she's on she's she hosts one of the bigger football shows on ESPN right now uh, when, oh she'd when still it be around, with the show you know?
0: that that show just became a conflict with our show yes so, and so she, she got pregnant
2: anymore. and then things got weird um you know we like, would love to have
0: I mean yeah that was that was um that was great very cool yeah. uh
2: yeah, no, just. just well, no, we're ta- a, I'm talking about Jenny
0: Cap, though.
2: Oh yes, Jenny, Jenny, Jenny. Yes, yeah. that one. Yeah, you know, yeah. So yeah, I'm not. Yeah, that. so
3: uh,
2: yeah, I, 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 I was more talking about like you know because you ha- you guys had three for the reboot. You know, I, I will get more into the reboot when Jevin has his section. So, yeah, you know,
0: that wasn't the right choice at all.
2: Yeah, yeah. It you yeah. know it's just you know but you guys go through those processes and those ABC seasons, but mm. you know Jevin Jevin will dig words into that when he gets there. Um, okay. I I I do have another question about the the box, you know, the evolution of the box from the the live shows that you did and the pay-per-view, you know, you have a box that continuously evolves with hazards over the years. It's changed a lot since you guys started out. What's the process of kind of going through and deciding like what kind of hazards in the box would be most effective against these modern, more beatable bots? Like I know you guys got saws and spikes and stuff like that, but like what what is the What's the mad scientist in you? Like, oh, like, like, does it kind of come back to when you were a kid and blowing stuff up? Like, oh, this would look cool on TV, you know, Where like, oh, like, what, what what kind of evil mechanical devices can I put into to basically ruin their day? <laughs> you know,
0: so when we, you know, back in back in the when we first built the thing, Mark Thorpe had all his traps, he had nets, he had bumpers.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and then, you know, Mark, Mark said to us, it was always his dream to raise it up, because then you could have stuff come up from underneath the, the floor. And so the very, very first incarnation of the battle box, we hired Christian Carberg to help us come up with um, stuff, and Scott Lavalley, and I think between all of us, the, the idea came. I forget who came up with the kill saws, but um, that idea. Was, let's have some saws come up, right? Yeah. And let's have spikes. We had this big chunk uh, an array of spikes come up, mm-hmm. and um, and that that sort of just stayed because the kill saws were so popular for a while.
3: Then I Especially think the spray was. <laughs>
0: Especially in lower weight classes, for sure. Oh yeah, and the screws. The say. screw was just—I think Trey was driving around and wound up at some supply something or other and said, "Saw a giant auger," and said, <laughs> "That's awesome." <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> and then talked to Pete Lamberson, who's the main guy who's who's uh, designing the arena, mm-hmm. and they made the screws. Um, the Hellraiser. Trey, uh, you know, the ground game is uh, annoying. Right? <laughs> if, if people always give You're us. You're telling shit. us. Uh, You're telling us. I mean, how much yeah. crap do we get online about oh, the floor? Oh, uh, <laughs> don't listen to <laughs> Make it perfect. So just, let's say this right now if the floor is perfect, the robots will tend to become more homogenized
3: mm-hmm. because
0: yes. they will play, they will have an even playing field for the ground game.
3: Mm-hmm. If
0: you make it a little bit random and a little bit unpredictable, you don't you can't do that so we don't by design we are not leveling every single thing perfectly it's going to be like 16th eighth inch of an off um and Trey invented these things called the hellraisers which are these mm-hmm. little divots that just pop up randomly just a little bit mm-hmm. and that's by design to sometimes they screw up fights and you know we all go god dang those things but other times you know, they enable something crazy to happen and something wild to happen and something unpredictable happens. So
3: mm-hmm.
0: we're not going to be making the floor smooth anytime soon. No, I um, think it's even like, a, but...
2: I, I I recall a story where even the, even the little plates on the ground, you put like little washers in places like to raise like little parts of the floor to kind of make sure it isn't perfectly that flat. That was probably to repair perfectly... dents And, you know, like, well... the, floor is lot... <laughs>
0: the floor has got just, I mean, Trey and his, his crew... Fixed the whole damn thing two years ago. You probably saw pictures yeah. online. Mm. We posted them. We posted a video. Completely fresh floor, was it? Beautiful. It was beautiful. Um, and now it's just completely yeah. wrecked. God darn know,
2: those people who mess with your toys. Yeah. <laughs> so it's probably
0: going to have to get redone pretty soon here again. It's the ship of Theseus. It's just its my father's hammer is not my... Whatever that thing is. You know, it just keeps evolving that, you know, it's not even the same one, even though it is the same it's one.
1: It's like trick is broom. <laughs> yeah. yeah Yeah,
0: Absolutely. Absolutely but uh, in terms of wild mad scientist stuff um the one of the funnest things i've ever done was sit with trey and mark cabana when we got the green light from abc uh to redo the show the first thing we thought is oh now we can do some really cool shit with the arena um because we'll have a network budget to play with um let's bring let's get mark cabana who's like this uh designer you know, conceptual designer. Who does who's did star wars the matrix the guy's a genius right find it put his website in the you'll find it it's amazing stuff mark cabana um so we sit around with him and we come up with the most funnest silliest stuff it's it's almost too much but we had uh these things called the chandeliers that would be four positions in the roof right and you have a button. If you're the red square, you get two of them and the blue gets two of them. And then whenever the robot goes underneath and there'd be a paint on the floor, you could push a button in the chandelier, which is just tons of fa- fiery something evil spikes <laughs> on the other robot. Right. And then it might lift it up and you have to time it perfectly. Um, mm-hmm. We had this other thing where it was a giant tube that would have a J or you know, J curve and there'd be it'd be stacked with bowling balls. And you could move the whole tube and aim the J curve at your opponent, right? And then <laughs> pneumatically shoot the bowling ball at them as a way to just make the fight more interesting. The double jeopardy wasn't first for projectiles <laughs> and battle bots; that was there before. <laughs> uh, I mean, you probably have four bowling balls. Um, we wanted to. We, uh, you know, Mark drew the the French door. You know the 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 what is it when you, where they drive, where the builders drive, it's indented yeah. into the arena yes, and it yes, has yes, an yes. angle piece the glass. Mm-hmm. Um, Mark um, came up with that idea and it mm-hmm. gives better visibility. I believe he came mm-hmm. up with that idea um, mm-hmm. anyway, but then we thought, well, why don't we just put the damn thing in the middle of the arena on? And so we had scissor lifts that would come up and be red one, blue one, and they could go higher. This one go lower. Right. And you could control the height of the scissor lift. <laughs> and you could get 360 view around the whole arena, and the whole scissor lift thing, of course, is, you know, there's a shield around it when you go all the way to the bottom. That'd be makes cool. Me,
2: makes me think about the old rubber series three
0: cherry pickers. <laughs> yeah, we wanted we wanted to have this claw that would come down and grab bots and then pick them uh, up and put them in a skid. I was um, gonna
2: say, I think I think the video game might have done that. I think it was the uh, what is it? Was it the oil rig or was it the uh, like the the scrapyard? like you have a magnet that go across the arena and it pick it up and it would drop it into a pit of course you'd respawn because it's a video game um but uh but yeah that's uh that that, that came to mind when you said that
0: oh we wanted the whole we want like star wars the trash compactor we wanted the wall
3: go like this this. we have an
0: inner wall that would like start towards the last 30 seconds of the fight would go like this so oh my god you know closer, closer closer so we had all these fun Stupid, crazy ideas. It's, it's very I have Bobber art, beautiful art. All of it. Mark drew yeah. these things beautifully. Maybe at one point, I'll put them on our Instagram or something. Oh, um, yeah. That'd be awesome. But the, the conclusion was, it's too expensive, <laughs> yes. and it it really makes the show kind of too much like a, uh, you know, a Japanese game show slash American it's, it's, uh, gladiator it's Kishi castle vibes kind of yeah, Kishi castle a little yeah. bit, and and and, and Chris. Cowan, you know, God bless him, really believed that this has to be a sport. He's full on with Trey and I, sport. And he, he was the one who cautioned, like, guys, we're getting too carried away. This has to be a sport. Let it be robot on robot and just keep the, the arena obstacles to a minimum just to be there for the moment when it gets a little boring and you need to give them a little kick. Um, and that's what we have done and have stayed with since. Although we might add something
2: oh yeah of Ooh. course There's, i'm sure the gears are always turning you know that's yeah. that, that I mean, we've even seen that with the reboot with the introduction of the the shelf but of course trey
0: really yeah. wants to bring back the ball of death that mark thorpe had which is just a swinging yes ball. you have to <laughs> find your attacks perfectly to get past it before it smacked you you know that kind of thing all right very cool maybe that will come back
2: yeah all right so Battlebots goes off the air uh the comedy mm-hmm. central run is over uh we end up in, we end up in kind of like a dark age a little bit with robot combat over here like it still exists you know we have the RFL that that came up later you know and then battlebots had a couple of events i know they have the the 4 NPC charity event and then the yeah, uh, I mean, and then the robo we, games we, i think the robo games you know robo games is coming up this big thing like maybe i don't know if you you had any input was there any implication of maybe you know trying to get that filmed and put that on tv i know there was a, a there was I, a
0: i a, helped i was just a, a judge at Dave's event and um Dave would show me you know people would come around production companies would mm-hmm. come around saying let's film this and Dave would show me yeah. the contracts because I had a little experience now and I would help them that way. Um but it yes it was absolutely a dark age but it also wasn't mm-hmm. if you yeah. were living in Florida. Yeah. Oh my God <laughs> living yes. in Florida was living actually, actually would have like, been incredible. <laughs> it was the greatest time ever if you're living in Florida because Trey and I, towards the end of our Comedy Central run, thought, you know, this is great for kids and we should form a nonprofit. We'll call it BattleBots IQ. Mm-hmm. And Nola Garcia, who had competed in the show with Billy Ray, Don't Play in the Street, whatever it was called, Billy, Billy, buddy, Billy Lee. Buddy Lee. <laughs> buddy Lee <don't> <laughs> I, think, <laughs> I think Billy, Billy Ray, Ray's um, a guitarist. <laughs> Billy Ray. Was, he was a preacher, son. Um, there you go. Anyway, so Nola was gung-ho to um, help us so we collectively created bots IQ, BattleBots IQ, and um did multiple, like a lot, I forget how many, 10 competitions for middleweight robots for high school and colleges in Miami. Once in a while we did it in Mare Island in Vallejo, California, but mostly we did it in Miami. Um and that from that you spawn. Um, Mark Devitz, Andrea and Mike, Will Bales, uh, Victor Soto, uh, Paul Paul Vintimiglia, um, Vintimiglia yep. uh, Victor Soto, um, mm-hmm. probably forgetting a few others, but and even those people then start to infect Charles Guan, Jameson mm-hmm. Go. They're not they're in, up north, but there's mm-hmm. connections that are made there. Yeah. Um, at
2: this point, Motorama, I think, is already going on. At this point, you know, it's, it, it's I don't know, they're, they're, maybe you don't um, think so, yeah. i'm I'm very bad with i'm very bad with dates (laughs) there (laughs) was definitely
0: the npc charity open that was in wisconsin um i forget but there's a lot of stuff going on so things started to grow robo games then came into the scene um we're doing iq other people are starting to do stuff robot wars the tv show is starting to come over to america Mm -hmm. um yeah so yes there was not a lot going on let's say on but things were starting to grow beneath the surface Mm -hmm. it was meanwhile Trey and I are hooked up with so many different incarnations of production companies and producers who are going to help us get it back on TV we're with CAA then we're with we're with William Morris and then we're with Brian Gadinsky, who uh you know was one of the EPs on the first American uh version of of american idol um then we're with fox television studios which is the tv production wing of fox uh-huh. and um and jill over there and yeah and then the crazy thing that happens is trey's mom has a friend um who is sort of james cameron's i wouldn't say assistant but a sort of helper of james cameron <laughs> uh, of, a connector <laughs> Right. And, Contact. And she Yeah, she's one of these ladies who connects people, right? Yeah. And, of course. Yeah. And and she brings us to the set of Avatar, Trey and I, or <laughs> Avatar One. And we're watching this scene, you know, against the green screen of some dudes in some jet being attacked by something you can't see. And people are, you know, making fake wind and all that stuff. And well, that's cool. And then we meet James and he says, Oh, BattleBots, I love that show. If I wasn't doing movies, I would be building a robot. You guys, that's the coolest thing ever. And he takes us up to his office, he gives us these cheesy 3D goggles. There's like a crappy screen, makeshift everything, and he projector, and he shows us the first 20 minutes of Avatar in 3D in his office. And we're like, Oh, it's a great movie. It's gonna be great, you yeah. <laughs> know. And um, and so Trey is gung ho to get this guy to, um, to just put his name on Battlebots, right? Mm-hmm. So we're trying everything we can. This is mostly Trey is doing, and, and with the help of Fox to get James Cameron to James Cameron Battlebots, right? Anyway, it goes. It gets even better than that because uh, we're still with Fox then mm-hmm. and Jill, and they're working on Mark Burnett. Um, oh my God! And so we <laughs> like. I so will never forget this meeting. We have Mark Burnett, James Cameron, Trey and I, uh, Jill he's Schwartz. And you <laughs> yeah, he, he does Survivor, right? Yes. Right. <laughs> and he did the apprentice with Trump, right? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Just he's a, like a big the big like. Oh yeah. yeah. The number one TV producer, reality producer, probably of all time. I mean, the guy yeah, easily. was the dude. Um, anyway, so you two guys, we want you to produce Battle Boss. And they dig it, they're gonna do it and yes we're gonna do it um what and so anyway (laughs) how do we swing this (laughs) i'll never forget though at the end of the meeting uh we're walking outside back to our car james cameron comes up to me not trey comes up to me and he kind of like alpha mails me into the back of the wall and he says now listen if i'm going to do this show it's got to be cool right <laughs> uh, okay yeah yeah. sure, it's, yeah, sure, it's sure cool, thing mr cameron whatever cool. you say <laughs> <laughs> um i'll never forget that that was awesome um anyway then the, there was this funny funny day when um we had the big meeting with this we go we pitch it to discovery this is another era of discovery before the discovery before we this were, one yes before this one and um we pitch it in the room James Cameron's not even there. Mark Burnett's not even there. We just mentioned their names, how they're attached. Um, we have a shitty PowerPoint that's not even on a computer screen. It's a piece of paper that we printed out from it. Oh god. They green light it in the room. They say yes wow. in the room, which never happens. Never happens because of these guys, right? Mm-hmm. Then we have they do a they do a thing, the upfronts with this, this big press thing. We bring Gear Crow to it, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, we have our first meeting between you know the head of the network James Cameron who's like about to go down into the depths of the ocean so he's sitting mm-hmm. on a satellite phone uh Mark Burnett who's somewhere in Fiji or whatever shooting a survivor <laughs> and Trey who's in the dentist chair with cottons my, <laughs> <brother>. <laughs> oh my god <laughs> he can't speak he just has the phone so and I'm listening in and then and Jill's on the phone and anyway yeah. chatting about how great it's going to be and um the woman from Fox um, Nancy Daniels. She says, "So tell me about the robots." And you, it's not like no one could see each other, but it basically, all the eyes on the phone look at me because I'm the mm-hmm. guy Oof. from Battlebots and Trade that cotton yeah. in his mouth. And so I tell her about the robots, how cool they are. I describe Mike Sotracian, genius engineer yeah. Scott Lavalley, young whiz kid who can build anything, and all the people from Florida who have now come up as kids. It's going to be great, right? I'm pitching it, right? And then, but it turns out they, you know, Discovery is thinking james cameron and they're thinking yeah. flying robots yeah fire bombs from the sky mm. ginormous things atlas uh. you know um uh you know boston dynamics things boxing like real steel and you know trey and i had to tell them that that doesn't work right mm. that does a it's way expensive and if you want our builders to do that you're gonna have to pay them hundreds of thousands of dollars to come up with that and b yeah. this shit's gonna fall down and it's not gonna make the best tv mm-hmm. um right. So that project started to just yeah. fizzle out, right? oh. and we're like, "Oh shit!" You know, instant Word highs, like, we, ultimate lows. We had the two dudes, biggest dudes, and we couldn't get yeah. the show. To, and they wanted to change the name to oh. Robageddon, no. which is like, <laughs> you know, like we talked about. That sounds like a shitty robot top. that would lose the Hypno Disc in Series Three.
3: That's a neat reference. It's <laughs> because it was. <laughs> So, so like to me
0: it's changing the name is sacrilege it, it's a brand we've yeah. created this brand yeah and you can't change the name um anyway i still own the RoboGeddon facebook page because i just swiped <laughs> it I I mean, what the hell why not it's there yeah, <laughs> um, yeah um, anyway well... so yeah we'll go ahead Our next question Oh, well I yeah, I'm, 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 what yeah,
2: yeah I, I guess I'm I'm, I'm kind of leading toward that way, you know, like yeah with with the uh, the relationship with with uh, Fox and even uh, CBS College Sports where they were they were going to show the the uh, the collegiate championship in 09, you
0: know, on TV and then after one episode it's just it's just poofed it away. Out. I think that was that was yeah. just sort of a production schedule. You know, we uh, trade took upon himself to edit it and with some and, you know, just make a ragtag team of editors to mm-hmm. do it all. Um, we did the voiceover and we sucked um uh, Not so that- <laughs>
4: I've seen that episode
0: good. <laughs> it sucks um we got Trey's dad you know um has a speech writer who writes a lot of speech for politicians and stuff so we got him to be the MC and write the script who did a he did a pretty good job actually well, um anyway it just wasn't that great um it was shot it was kind of dark you know you could see it was very home homemade Yes, and it just didn't go and I think there was some just struggles with the network in terms of not them, not between us, just the network having content. Yeah, um, I,
2: I, I, I would. So that I would think think
0: so. Yeah. And, and then again, I guess it was one of these things were like, we got a gig. Let's do it.
2: Yeah. yeah why not? You know, any time, any time to get a chance on TV and get it kind of keep it in the, you know, the, the psyche. The popular media like yeah. in, it, inside people's brains like remember <laughs> this thing it's still here it still exists and it wouldn't be the last time we'd see it on TV I mean there was a there was a special on science Channel I know the late great grana Mahara uh was one to I, I I believe he hosted it was called killer robots Robo games 2011. killer uh, that where... was that
0: was basically Robo games Robo games got yep. killer robots Yep, um, absolutely. And there's a lot of battle there's battle a lot of bots battle. in that
2: episode that end up showing up on BattleBots now. You know, you got you got Grub, oh, yeah, you have the sure. Raptors, you have Original Sin, you got Ziggy uh, and you have Toro Maximus and uh, Great Pumpkin, Ray Billings. Uh, there's there's a sewer snake. Oh God, sewer snake. Uh, and th- that yep. was so cool to see. And then I remember seeing that I was just getting out of high school. I'm like, oh, my God, it's coming back. The, 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 it's on Science Channel. Then they'll think like, oh, my God, I, I, I know uh Greg and Trey are are totally, you know, they this they got to be involved in this somehow, and that like it'll come, and then and then it kind of got quiet again, uh, and then I mean we wouldn't we wouldn't hear any rumblings until like, I mean around like early twenty fourteen like 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 twenty fifteen, and then all of a sudden here we come back, and you know I'll uh I guess I'll I guess I'll pass it over to Jevin, except for I I do have one more question though. I know there are a lot of college teams already in the sport, um. Going back to 09, where you had a collegiate championship specifically, especially kind of tying into like what well, we have March Madness right now, and all these college teams going out for a, a national championship, is there a, uh, a an idea possibly in place to do a a specific like a college championship? Because you got UC Berkeley, you have WPI, you have uh, you know you, you have you have you had uh, Wichita State once upon MIT. a time uh, with Battlesaw, M- I- MIT, so many teams from there. Is there a uh, do you think there would be enough demand for a a a, a specifically college title for battlebots as opposed to you know professional teams and
0: professional contests and stuff like that yeah funny you should ask um, right now we're rebuilding our registration system where people apply for battlebots mm-hmm. and one of the first things uh, we changed what we added was league you know you pick robot name you know uh mm-hmm. weapon type league click drop down professional college
3: interesting wow. yeah interesting. so we hope okay. to
0: do we hope to have a college competition um sometime in
3: 2024
0: mm-hmm. for sure um and we're gonna and we've just opened up a new 501c3 called Battlebots foundation and so mm-hmm. but that would probably be the entity that will hold the college tournament it'll be, very much be a stem focused kind of a thing but again mm-hmm. now that we have the uh permanent facility in vegas yes. we, it's time to rekindle a lot of things we couldn't do because we're mm-hmm. constantly moving the box around yeah. um so yeah college is definitely on the horizon Fantastic.
3: very cool and and, that,
2: and that's huge too because i feel like that era like you were saying all those those kids that kind of grew up and kind of were building robots in florida specifically uh really helped the show later in its life you know to kind of yeah. you know it kind of rebirthed it uh mm-hmm. when when abc picked it up and at this point jeff and you have the floor let's do reboot
4: yeah so um you've led on very nicely to my first question which is um you know when did the process sort of move into abc then taking on the show and uh, picking it up and running with it
0: yeah so um the upfronts are one of these things where tv and they didn't do them during COVID, and they may not even do them very much anymore but back in the day you had to preview your fall lineup for for um the media buyers and the uh, advertisers so they could procter and gamble could know who they want oh that's a great show we want to get our stuff on ads on that broadcast those were called the upfronts big huge deal for networks and like i said RoboGeddon somewhere online on youtube there's a there's an you can probably find it uh nancy daniels is up there introducing from james cameron and mark uh, I was going to say Mark Pauline, but Mark Burnett, it's Giddon, and Gear Crow comes out. Anyway, backstage, because it's Discovery Channel, is Jamie Heineman and Adam. And, and Trey went to these upfronts. They were in New York. Um, Trey and Jamie, you know, we're good friends with um, those guys. And Jamie's telling Trey how they've hooked up with this new production company called Whale Rock. And they're doing this thing called Tested and uh i'll hook you up because um we were already getting like eh, this you know this Robogedon, you know they want to build these robots that probably aren't going to work and you know it's already starting to fizzle out right we had the writing was on the wall um anyway it did fizzle out and we so then we took a meeting with whale rock we met their head of television chris cowan and chris was one of these like um, singularly singular in the tv industry like someone we never met before very smart a lot of smart guys in tv but sort of really smart in in, in the thing we were focused on which is wanting to make it into a true sport mm-hmm. and he said it before we said it um guys this is the way i i envisioned this right and it was totally parallel with what we wanted to do true sport builder heroes um and he and Whale Rock was owned or founded by Lloyd Braun, who, if you look him up, he was one of the heads of TV for ABC, who started Lost, Grey's Anatomy, uh, Desperate Housewives, three ginormous money making shows for the Mm -hmm. network. Um, He got fired from Lost because the pilot was like $14 million. They bought an airplane and moved it over to Hawaii (laughs) and (laughs) blew it up. Um, They fired him for that, but then it became one of his. The best shows ever you know mm-hmm. from a success standpoint um anyway so he's a he's a legend in the tv world and we so we worked up the concept the revised concept for the reboot with chris um and then we started pitching it to networks we pitched it to abc because that's lloyd braun's hunting ground his old alma mater and we got a green light and Trey and i like, what the hell? <laughs> a big time network. Yeah.
1: Were you were, were you worried, crap.
2: like, oh, we've been burned before, you know, this is a yeah. big network. We can't screw this up.
0: <laughs> you know, we're always worried. You know, TV is one of these <laughs> minefields of, you yeah. know, challenges. It's and... so fickle, you know. It can yeah, and, be and, here today, well, gone tomorrow. Yeah. So um, you know, we've always been good. You know, our deals take a long, 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 long time to do because Trey mostly fights to get um to not get screwed, right? Mm-hmm. And so these things Leave get those in the box. And they last forever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so, but we did the deal with ABC and we shot the first season, which was a bit, a bit of a disaster. You know, it's only six episodes and it was You you Mayor did well Island. with what you had. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, uh, you know, everyone was used to um, number one, our old shows that we did on um, Mare Island. Mm-hmm. I said, Maryland, where we would go 11 minutes. My wife's getting the robots in and out 11 minutes, right? And robo games, where they'd get them in and out probably in nine minutes, right? Dave did even better than us, right? (laughs) And then we're taking an hour (laughs) to get, and it was like, oh, God. Yeah, time in the box, very expensive. I was having a heart attack because I'm used to the quick, quick pace, and we were just so slow, and it was awful. Um. And I saw Dave in the audience dressed up in a disguise, and I just knew it was him. And I, I'm just looking at him, and He's thinking, and he's just, I know he's thinking how we're just fucking it all up. <laughs> oh, <shit>. <laughs> um, <laughs> but anyway, when it came out of the editing room, it was pretty freaking cool. Um, yeah. There's a lot of things wrong with it. We shouldn't have had three people on stage just chatting about robots for half the damn show. Yeah. It should have been more. Um, You're you you kind of were having crappy- like
2: a like a sports kind of sportscaster kind of thing where they Mm. talk at the desk and then they go to the field, you know, and then they come back and kind of, you know, chew the fat again. And then they, you know, exactly
0: just, that's the model. And it also has to, you know, ABC's demo is mostly women. So you have to draw the female side into the show and get them to say, um, you know, family come and watch this. Mm -hmm. And that's actually what happened is we had the highest co-viewing ratings than most other shows, which just means families watching, Mm -hmm. which is great because that's what it should be. Yeah. And um, anyway, um year two so year one is great renew do it again guys and let's do 11 episodes cool um uh showrunners aaron catling and aaron has got this beautiful mind for figuring out exactly how how we should format this many robots this many episodes we're going to do a prelim then we're going to do this then we're gonna do a buy-in and then we're gonna do the tournament and he's just like yes that is excellent so aaron (laughs) would come up with all those great ideas um and then and of course execute the show with the post team and chris and we're super happy. It's, we're going great. And season two is even better, right? And we're working the bugs out. We're, we did a lot faster. We moved the show to LA. We got in a much quicker pace. The LA audience was happy. They were digging it. People were dancing. We would have the mm-hmm. music between the fights. We made it like a real sporting event live and then yeah. capture what we needed to show.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: And then the TV show happens and it's the election year and mm-hmm. Trump wins the a Republican nomination and he makes a three hour speech and our show gets pushed to three o'clock in the morning. Hillary wins her democratic uh, convention. She makes a three hour speech and we get pushed to three o'clock in the morning. Um, I never
2: never even considered how much of an effect that would have. Like, I, I, like, it doesn't even, I don't even know why I didn't even think that that was the reason that that is a huge reason why uh, certain parts of that season didn't get the viewing figures they needed. Yeah, no,
0: so the ratings are like, oh, the, uh, you know, this is pretty cool. And then, yeah. oh, and then it comes up a little, little softer. And it goes, I remember and then distinctly. The, Olymp- the Olympics happen, and we're gone for <laughs> two weeks. And then yeah. the ratings, they come back like this. Yeah. I remember right? distinctly,
1: um, back in the day, finding a dodgy stream of ABC. I was talking to Steve at the time. Me, me and Steve have been friends for, God knows how many years at this point. 2008,
2: um, Sam, I think yeah, it was. Yeah, so- something like that. Yeah. Anyway,
1: and I'm-, I'm watching the show, and I'm just thinking... Where is it? I, I waited. I, I waited up until like got like two, three in the morning because I, I had college late on a Friday. So I thought I'll just watch watch BattleBots while I'm I'm waiting, and it just
0: never came. And it just it never even tricked to me that actually, during you know what is because of right. the, the election. <laughs> yeah. So in in that world, they they everything is live and die by the ratings. Um, yeah. Unfortunately, especially in a broadcast world. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we got booted. Only after you know 17 well 16 episodes plus that special.
3: Yeah.
0: Um, so bummer. And we're kind of we're going around again, pitching it to every yep. freaking network. We're pitched it to YouTube TV, right? Yes. TV. <laughs> and we pitched it, you know. NBC was kind of like, oh, maybe we do like this, you know. Um, anyway, nothing worked out. But ABC trying to make a little more money off of what they spent on the show, sells the rights to air the seasons one and two on science channel mm-hmm. um and science channel um says okay and it becomes the highest rated show they've ever had or some number that's really massive yeah. right i'm probably exaggerating again but it was really i good. mean yeah it's a, um, it's a, it was good yeah yeah so uh they want to do a, a new series series three of the reboot and we're like yep let's do it so we make a deal and we do it and just before we're about to shoot, Discovery says, hold on a second. Uh, we want to show this too. Yeah. Oh, what? Okay. So we read, cool. re- <laughs> yeah, fix everything. And then we, uh, now we're on Discovery and Science.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: They, they are the, the, the same network, but they have different people who make the deals, right? Mm. And then um, pretty quickly after, you know, now we this is our fifth season on Discovery. Pretty quickly, yeah. Science went down and Discovery went up and just took over yeah. the whole thing. So we're not on Science anymore. Yeah, just um, leave it on
2: one network so you don't have to split your audience between two networks. It's a little bit more concise. It, it, there's some
0: cannibalization going on, and uh, and so, yeah. Um, and so here we are, Seasons 5, um, definitely thinking about Season 6, World Championship 8. Mm-hmm. Are ours, we ever well, going to clean that
2: naming scheme up? <laughs> because it's like 2015. I, I do like
0: the World <laughs> Championship I, <laughs> Convention. I do too. No, no. so. From here on out, here on out, it's World Championship Roman Numeral, okay, just like the Super Bowl, because. Yes can't shoot a show in 2022 and have it air in 2023 and call it a season 2022 yeah and then season seven makes no sense because if people think about the comedy central era and i don't right. even know how many seasons we've on discovery now is it five or six i don't remember um <laughs> yeah well it's been since so series three seasons. so this is the fourth
2: this is so the fourth fifth, one on the discovery. fifth one there's the fifth, fifth one, one?
0: Yeah, I think it's the fifth. Oh, one. I can math. Yeah. I'm sorry. Three, four, five. <laughs> yeah, so six, you know, seven, we all get yeah. confused. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, exactly. World Championship seven. It works on the banners. This year, sometime <laughs> yeah. this year or next year, we'll do World Championship eight and then nine and ten and keep going. And then have College yeah. Championship one, yeah. Golden Bolt mm-hmm. three, you know, and keep going. Very, Very well, cool.
4: cool. The... <laughs> <laughs> so, just sort of backtracking a little bit to 2015 and yeah. I'm really glad you went into all the other network stuff because there was another question later on we've covered it all it's great mm-hmm. um but um what was the brief to the builders going into 2015 because obviously you you're going to build these guys up as sort of heroes of the show they're they're the main characters and the robots they build are you know part of that as well but what what exactly were you looking for in
0: 2015 um the big the big uh, lesson from comedy central was you got to have an active weapon uh-huh. right you can't just have a box uh with a wedge and a lot of uh you know other competitions pop up and a lot of more boxes with wedges just like we have on the hat on the comedy central show mm-hmm. and and once there's always like these four bots who have active weapons or a really fast wedge who just go to the top and win right and so season
2: 5.0 had, there was quite a few, uh, wasn't there, wasn't there. Cause I know, I, I know in the super heavies, Maximus made it really far. That was a wedge on four wheels. The big B Gary Jinn made it all the way to the final against Ziggo. Uh, there's yep. others. I mean, I mean, I mean, yeah, gladiator had a lifting wedge. So that, that was active enough,
0: uh, to kind of get around poker, that, but that thing and is, a, then, yeah. Yeah. So, so we thought, and then, you know, and I, and, we're always, train, and I are always thinking stuff, but we're always consulting with Pete and Mark Satrakian, who are the two guys who got us into this. <laughs> um And they were, guys, you have to have kick ass fights. You got to mm-hmm. have active weapons. Mm-hmm. So before we even met with Whale Rock, we were like, we are having active weapons now, a new set of rules. Very much simpler, no 30, 50 page rule book. It's down to like 15 pages. It just don't do the stupid shit and come up with a cool idea and let us know <laughs> and we'll say yes or no. Uh-huh. Um, good message to have. <laughs> so that was one of the briefs to the builders is you got we got to put on kick-ass fights. You gotta have an active weapon, but we want to open the door for you on a creative level to just come up with something new and cool and just tell us and we'll say yes or no. Um the rules have become a lot. I mean, back then the rules were like 50 pages. Let's mm-hmm. just see what you can come up with. And send us, you know, CAD is now everyone using CAD. Send us CAD file, render it out. Let's look at it. And yes or no, we'll we'll tell you how we I mean, feel. Sending um, files as well.
1: Like, that must be a massive thing that, you know, you, you yeah. probably never used to have back in the day.
3: Like, no,
0: no, no. We didn't know what we got. We just, we'd have them send photos and they didn't even have that. So we just said, you can come, just come. Mm. You know, mm. have this ginormous prelim of 500 robots. <laughs> and then, so, <laughs> so the Comedy ridiculous. Central show, we would have a, we'd have a seven days of like prelims and then, the cameras would roll in and the truck would hook everything up and all the producers would arrive. And we'd only shoot like the last four four maybe five days for the actual TV show. But before that, there was like six, I don't know, a lot of days of just fight spike weeding it out. Mm. But, um, and then, you know, then it was sort of like the, the, there was the robo games faction, like the Ray Billings and the Gary Jins mm. and the um, Matt Maxims um, who were sort of the king of the hill for that and then there was the Florida contingent who are now out of college real engineers they came up out of IQ um they were buddies with sort of the MIT you know sort of Ivy League faction up in near Boston area and then of course um some of the well just the California teams which were really Robo games teams right and so all of those commingled together and then there you go you got tombstone you got witch doctor you got hypershock you got fight force right Yeah, and it evolves quite nicely i would say from there
4: absolutely yeah definitely um so when when everything came back from abc to discovery um were there any other ideas that were floated around about the format obviously it got revamped to the fight night format which works really well and i know there are other smaller Weight class competitions around the world using fight night i think there's one today that in the uk that uses that mm-hmm. format because it's just mm-hmm. it's so good but were there any other ideas that sort of floated around
0: no um we were all gung-ho to sort of keep this qualifier uh, and then Post like season. we did on AC, and then go go to the uh, the tournament so it was always about something cool and then the tournament and then we had a challenge um, and that was selling the show internationally because mm-hmm. um, we now would get to control ABC would control the international distribution of the first show. I believe we now control the international distribution of what we shoot for discovery. And Tom Gutteridge, of course, from
3: mm-hmm.
0: uh, and torn robot wars is now partnered with, you know, is, his, is one of our EPs he's consultant for Trey and I independent contractors coming in and helping us like, You know amazingly right um and he's got this one of his jobs of his many jobs is to sell the show internationally and his challenge is you know i got i got a lot of episodes that to sell and they all lead up to this final thing right and you have to i have to sell all of them because you got to have the end we need shows that need an ending every single episode so i don't know if it was aaron i don't know if it was uh tom or if it was each of them independently um, but between those two guys, this idea taken from boxing, of course, mm-hmm. is you just have a fight card, you know, and back then we thought of it like you're going to have the undercard fights, you're going to have a midway major, mm-hmm. uh, and then you're going to have the, the main event. Um, and that's, we're just going to take a page from boxing and do it that way. And guess what? At the end, of, you have a main event every episode. So when these are edited, re-edited for international, you don't have to even talk about the tournament. You just have a main event and you just mm-hmm. if uh you know Por- portugal wants to buy six out of the uh, whatever 20 episodes they just buy six six main events so that became a solution for selling internationally and also a creative solution because obviously we're getting more robots now want to come and we have we i think we got an 18 episode deal with discovery for the first for series three i forget mm. it was 18 episodes but anyway that's a lot, lot to film yeah. So now we can and they, have they, seven they just robots. keep
2: stretching it, you know. It's just they 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 keep yep. wanting
0: more and more. <laughs> well, we do that. We do oh, that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> because that's the way that's the way to pay for it. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it it becomes a great solution for from all fronts. Mm. For, and then ultimately its ultimate evolution is the builder saying, <laughs> I want more than one fight in the prelim or more than two and how come he got three Mm -hmm. um and i need to get you know i need to get into a groove and you need to actually really see my resume Mm -hmm. and then us having to stretch the show to 56 some odd uh, hours amount of hours (laughs) to be able to pay for it pay the builders stipends pay for the production pay for the post-production pay for all the crazy covid costs so Mm -hmm. the only way you can do that is to get get more episodes because you get more you get paid for each episode. That's how the network pays you. They pay you by the episode. Um, so that it's getting longer and longer. So the new, new evolution is four fights. Fight card, fight card, fight card, fight card. Resume, tournament, go. Golden, you know, giant nut, winner. And then they even gave us the summer show because they liked it so much. Mm-hmm. Uh, six episodes in the summer, which actually works out great because when you're shooting the tournament and you have a live audience, Right. You can shoot the sweet 16, great, because that's 16 fights, and that fills up a whole day. But when you get down to eight, and then four, and then two, and then one, you can't just shoot one. On. You, you yeah. Need, yeah. need enough time for the builders to fix. You can't shoot one fight on a Sunday and tell the audience to go home. No. <laughs> <You gotta laughs> show them 10 points, I don't think please. they'll buy that. <laughs> so, no. So no. Golden Bolt, we mix and mingle all the fights. Mm. Uh, again, Aaron Catling brilliantly coming up with the calculation to do it and uh and we get through the production now um really it's a it's a struggle it's a marathon it's insane but we do yeah. it and we pull yeah. it off I mean, it doesn't what
4: you what you see on tv I think I wasn't expecting, but it's basically the same time frame as live. The only thing that's sort of cut out is the loading in and out of the bots in the box, and even some of that is taken up by Farouk introducing the next robot. It's it's uh, so either, ra- either the
2: either the first or sixth time he's tried. Yeah, <laughs> sometimes. Well, he's the he's he's the true talent, you know. Sometimes, sometimes it just comes out as word salad, and then he, you know, he'll 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 get back into it. So, but uh, <laughs> yeah,
4: but no, it's it yeah. is so so rapid fire, and it's so. Incredibly done! I don't think there's. I, I can't imagine there's many other places in robot combat that could ring through fights like that, other than having more than one box. Which for battle bots you can't do. There's there's mm-hmm. one box. There's space for one box, and you know that's. I that's mean, what you're I imagine see. the cost
0: of another box is just oh, exactly. obscene as well. Oh, it'd be insane. Well, that, that's a testament to. It's a testament to two things. It's a testament to the product, our our team,
3: mm-hmm.
0: um, from. Trey and, and the crew bots, um, getting the robots in and out of the arena quickly, even if there's a fire, just taking care of it safely, but then quickly. Um, to the producers, um, you know, figuring out, uh, you know, doing all the behind-the-scenes shooting in an efficient way that doesn't tie up the robot builders, which sometimes happens. To um, my team and Aaron dealing with all the postponements, and I can't go now, so swapping fights and all this stuff. And then ultimately though, it's up, it's the builders. They are now coming with, you know, three chassis, four, you know, four hyper shocks, tons of spare parts, an array of motors and speed controllers, swap, 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 swap. Pit crews have gone from five people to 10 people and they're busy. They're, Mm. they're in marathon mode. They're, they have little mini lathes on their, on their, you know, pit tables. And they're just tooling stuff. They're 3d printing over there. They're going to the Haas machine shop and, you know, um, CAD file, you know, CAD filing something up and making a new part. Um, and they are just 24-7 fixing everything. Lincoln Electric is fixing shit. And yeah. they are mostly ready to go. And you know, yeah, there's delays and there's postponement. Sometimes we even like glitch didn't make it first one we've ever had. Um yeah. but usually we we get it to work. Yeah. And it's really a testament to the builders and all the work they put put into like till three o'clock in the morning every day even on the dark days to Mm -hmm. get their bots ready for the next fight absolutely in uh 2020
4: obviously covid hits delays production um gets pushed back to i think it was late summer recording and everything but the audience obviously can't be there and we had all the um the builders in booths cheering on their friends their in the fights and everything, it's really lovely to see. Was there ever an idea to bring that element back in 2021 with the audience being back in sort of a COVID-safe way, having those builder booths still be a part of the show?
0: We love, You know, the builder booths was a great solution for the 2020, obviously, because you can't have a live audience. And so that was a fantastic brainstorm because you need the reactors, right? Yeah. Chris Callen would say, we need reactors. You can't just show fights. You need someone to go right and the, who better than the builders so that idea was dreamt up by some genius on our crew i forget who it was um maybe it was tom or maybe it was aaron or something but um worked great right and then but you got it you know the builders had to be pulled out from the pit mm-hmm. then thrown back into the pit and then pulled out again and then uh, so we had to we had to produce the audience and the pit and the fights so everyone could get fights in on time yeah and that became a bit of a three ring circus um and there's no revenue from ticket sales right so a lot of people don't know this but there's a you know we have to pay a portion of the production budget discovery does not pay 100 of it we have to pay some of it and we make that through the toys and the international and ticket sales and some sponsorship Mm -hmm. And so ticket sales is crucial for us. Without it, it's it's tough to do. We can't produce the show because it brings in revenue that help make the show possible. Um, so as soon as possible, we wanted to make it happen. Las Vegas becomes an area where you can have start having shows before California. The Long Beach facility was closing down anyway and selling it to, I think, UPS. Um, so we found that building. We made that deal with Caesars, and it worked out great. Um, people had to wear masks. That's good. No one got sick. Mm -hmm. I will say that in this latest 2022 shoot where there's hardly any COVID protocols other than masks when you're really close inside and regular testing a lot of people got COVID I got Mm -hmm. COVID right after Aaron got COVID right after um I went home with the hot
2: flu I know I did I didn't get COVID but I definitely went home with a raspy throat and it was not it was not fun I had a I had a uh I had missed a plane, and I had, to, I had to sleep on the floor of an airport with bot flu. It was not fun. <laughs> well, you guys it's like might, coming home from a convention. it was
0: terrible. If you stayed for the tournament, you might remember that a team captain had to be swapped because of the COVID. Mm-hmm. I, I I've, that I've
4: heard that that has
2: happened. Um, I don't know who I'm it is
4: though. Looking forward to seeing how that's yeah, going. You'll is. find
0: out. <laughs> <laughs> on, yeah. on
4: I,
2: the, all, all, shoot, all they've all they've told me is that some that that happens to somebody there. So we'll yeah yeah
0: I'll I'll yeah. be interested. So, so you know, as love or hate them, the protocols that we had for 2020 and 2021, uh, which they is paid like off. testing,
3: test, testing. Yeah.
0: they paid off. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Airflow, masks, all that yeah. shit worked. No one got sick. Yeah. Um, Even this time, as time as when the pits, the pits were split, were black, you know? Yeah. 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 So you mentioned, so, that obviously,
4: answer? it does, yeah. Um, you mentioned but, going into um, 2021, obviously, the move to Vegas um how did that process actually go to getting the deal with caesars and and sorting everything out i mean you there were photos all over the facebook page instagram of several different venues An ice hockey ring was looked at an old air hanger was looked at Beautiful archway by the yeah. sea yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, no, a long <laughs> time since the all-american
0: sports, American
2: park, sports park was there
0: yeah yeah the archway by the sea is i asked uh, you know i run the social for BattleBots, mm-hmm. so on my phone i have my mega greg account and i have my uh, battlebots account mm-hmm. and i accidentally posted this <laughs> nice vacation photo of my wife and i onto the battlebots account and i made a joke cuz my friend angus i just sent him a picture of our nice little breakfast we just had and he goes oh you're eating chicken apple sausage that's delicious right <laughs> and and so i made this caption said chicken apple sausage on the thing by the sea and i but put it on the freaking battle box. Box. <laughs> and then everyone thinks and like oh my god it's a, god, cryptic message. It's a
3: reality game how can we it's work this out whatever they call it yes so and good.
0: so i immediately yeah. took it down which made it even more like oh it's oh. Brutal, you, know? you should have kept it uh, keep the fans
1: guessing come on now <laughs> <laughs> well i did i put
0: up a few more on facebook yes. um just to do like one of those art what augmented whatever those reality arg augmented reality games yeah yeah um <laughs> anyway so what was the question <laughs> uh, uh, the move to vegas the, yeah, the long beach so, building
4: seemed to be being closed down
0: for a good long beach was like, fantastic six years.
3: best building on um,
0: planet earth yeah um but they were gonna sell it and we had to leave and um there's been this idea to have a live show forever mm. it solves a lot of problems because of the box moving around permanent location mm. builders can come and practice we yes. can have off-season qualifiers, uh, call it proving ground. Mm-hmm. Um, we can do college, high school things. We can have camps. We can do all kinds of shit. But we need a home for the damn box. Um, and obviously, Vegas makes total sense because it has tourists after tourists after tourists coming in, out, in, out. It's a place where um, you could do the same show night after night after night, and no one's going to know because um, it's different. Well, now <laughs> <laughs> well yeah. But Penn and Teller do the same magic stuff oh, you get a different yes. audience every night, right? Of course. Um so one I, I forget we were, you know, we were running, you know, Trey and I are in Vegas a lot for different reasons. And um there's that tent in back of horseshoe. And I forget who 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 knew about it. One of our guys knew about it. Maybe it was John Rimar knew about it. And we literally just stopped and we banged on the fence. And um, the security guard comes out. And we go. Can we we do that TV show, us. Can we look at this building? And the security guard's like, "All right." Phone <laughs> call. Executive Caesar's person comes out, and they let us in. And we look mm-hmm. at it. And you know that there we there's always this mental um, algorithm we do in our head: is Will the box fit? Will the bleachers fit? Where do we put the pit? Da 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 da. And half the time, every building is no, 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 no. This was like just barely we can probably do it, right? Mm -hmm. And there's this wonderful little pit that's the exact same uh, dimensions as the arena that the arena can actually sink down into it, which makes things kind of interesting because the audience will see better. Mm -hmm. Um, So anyway, uh, let's see if we can get this building. So inquiry, inquiry, meet the right people, negotiate, negotiate, we get it uh, for the season, whatever it was, six shoot, right? Mm-hmm. and then um and then we're thinking this is the place where we can have the, the permanent facility this is going to be it this is perfect we now we have to actually not just rent this place we have to lease this place for you know X amount of years and just find a way financially to do the show here night after night after night after night so for the last year we've been doing that and now happy to say started in February mm-hmm. you know just like a month ago uh Battlebots destructathon, which is the nightly showcase version of BattleBots uh, has been running for like, like all two months now. Mm-hmm. And you know, and the audience it it started out a little bit um rough like all shows do, you know, some of the fights were like mm-hmm, conk, right? Yeah. And then and the lighting didn't work and the video cues didn't were too loud or whatever. <clears throat> but um we've worked it's that getting- out and now the show's tight, mm-hmm. very crisp, the fights are really good. Um, it's super entertaining. It's not, you know, people have to know this, though. It's not the TV show. The right. TV You guys have been. TV shows four hours. You're waiting for fights. That's kind of the shitty part. The great part is it's, it's Jameson Goh and Will Bales, and they're really there, and they're there to win, and they're to kick ass. Destructathon mm-hmm. is a showcase. Will Bales has built five Hypershocks. Andrea and Mike have built five Witch Doctors. There's five Mammoths, five Nightmares, five Diablos. Five mm-hmm. malices again and again you can go to battlebots.com And they're take- really
2: dense, you know. They're they all have to dense, be the yeah, you know they're
0: made of steel, not aluminum. They're meant yeah. to fight night after night, and um, and sometimes those builders show up. Bunny shows up a lot, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, they have real jobs, real lives, real families, so they're not there night after night. So we have Vegas representative teams, Baruch's not there, Kristen Kenny not there, but we have Bill Dwyer, he's the host. Uh Steve uh Junkins is the co-host, mm-hmm. and it's it's a lot of fun and the audiences are digging it and, um, you know, I can encourage anyone who can get out to Vegas to come see it. It's a lot of fun. And then, of course, we'll do the live show there uh, yeah. at some point this year or early, early next year. Hey, I've There's a
4: couple of videos come up online of it and uh, serious FOMO because you, you see all this stuff <laughs> happening and you're just like, oh, man, wish I could be there. Love it. <laughs> ah. So. I think my, my final question in in this section anyway is um that with Destruction now going on the series going now on for for seven on Discovery well since its reboot ABC and Discovery and a worldwide following how long does Battlebots
0: go on for? I know I mean, that's a big question. <laughs> I, I know that's
2: kind of I like mean, a thought, very dread question, but
0: yeah, you know, but but as someone who's been through. The ups and then the downs and the up and the down and this and this so i don't even know you know it could end tomorrow right mm-hmm. there may never be a season eight right um but we're making the moves to never to have it never go away
3: mm-hmm. right
0: so having a permanent facility in vegas is the move to have it never go away you mm-hmm. can always come see battlebots and if it's not on tv we'll keep doing uh tournaments there we'll keep having destructathon on there As long as it gets an audience and as long as people buy tickets, as long as it can financially sustain itself. Um, And then we can do colleges stuff there. And then, you know what? Might have to be 18 months, might have to be two years, but another network will come come along and want to see it. Because there's always this odd. We knew the great thing is we have an audience. When we went from ABC to Discovery, the ratings really didn't change that much in terms of the core audience. So they, and from science to Discovery as well. And then even after those breaks, like we have this two week break and we have the shark week breaks it, we have a core audience who watches the show. The trick mm-hmm. is you got to grow that. So th- things like this podcast help, and things like all the stuff to build social media, and mm-hmm. having some v- videos go viral on TikTok, and the worldwide presence, yes. and mm-hmm. all of this, all of the other competitions that are popping up, just makes robot fighting a real true sport. Mm-hmm. Um, and then having the facility in Vegas means that it can just keep going and going and going and going. So that's the goal, right? Yes but it has to make money it has to be have an audience it has to be self sustaining so
3: yeah
0: yeah so as long as it can do that we'll be here um if it doesn't do that then it's, I'll go get a job at mailboxes etc <laughs> and as as long as it's Take still going back.
2: we'll we'll be here spinner proof will be here behind the box will be here outside the box will be here green square will be mm-hmm. here red square blue square who am i forgetting there's i mean there's, there's, there's so many little niches. So it's it it, yep. it i mean it's it, it's it's one of those things where like we We have have missed the show for so long, you know, Mm -hmm. we've always wanted to, you know, get involved with it in some sort of way to kind of, you know, bolster it, you know, it's it's
4: that we love. When Robot Wars went off the air and everything, I was so gutted to not be able to get to a live taping of it, Mm -hmm. so I was determined to get to BattleBots if it financially crippled me or whatever, (laughs) and
3: and it it did, but I made it, and that's what matters.
0: (laughs) I'll (laughs) pay off those
4: debts someday. (laughs) but
0: the, you know the encouraging thing is is well there's a lot of encouraging things but one you know train i just did rick rubin's podcast mm-hmm. right who's the big Def jam records and beastie boys and um oh. Peppers. so even rick rubin is from a totally different world than you know our yeah. world insular world of robot fighting mm-hmm. people who you know just go on reddit and communicated about it and love the whole thing you know this is this is a whole nother so that means i think that means that we're growing right yeah so that's I great. think so. And then, with a happening who's a lot of people who come through we have an exit survey and we ask them how they know about us a lot of people don't even watch the tv show um hmm. so that, that and, they, and, they, and they, they now, might. They now might there were people in the audience when that,
4: we were there, right. in vegas for the um taping of this season that's on at the moment who had just walked in off the street basically and said hey I had no idea this was going on and yeah yeah you know, what's, what's this all about then and then we exactly me steve and david were there, explaining battlebots to them and going if you watch a yep. fight you'll get it honestly <laughs> i i will say one of the most
2: fun things to do was that we we, we were lucky enough to have a couple of di- couple of mornings in the pits to talk with the builders mm. and kind of you know just you know just Thank have a you good once time again for that. <laughs> yes very much so uh yeah no, no, I, no that's
0: I, that's the best part that's the best yeah. part especially I, covid relaxed mm. we walked Sorry, around Stephen, with
2: one ahead. of the uh, yeah it's okay uh i walked yeah. around with one of the uh, the representatives that we had uh mm. walking around the pits and i i I will say I, I felt bad that I knew more than she did about the sport, but I was so excited to tell her everything I knew. I basically gave her like an like an ad lib version of Gearhead, Gearheads. And it was just <laughs> it, it was just so much fun to to just pour passion out to somebody that maybe, you know, didn't have the you know, because they didn't grow up with it. You know, it's 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 totally new. It's it's you know, it's it's something that they, you know, they're they're being exposed to now and like, oh, what's this all about? What is it? What is this team about? What's their history? That's like, like very interested in and it. it was it was uh it's very eye-opening to meet somebody who you know hasn't seen the show before and you know to 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 just share everything that like I mean that I've experienced and that I'm um, Sam and Jevin you know and David and we've all had these these experiences and like what we've seen on TV and now what we've seen live you know we can we can bring that forward and you know it, it, it's it I will say being live at the event this time I feel like it's made it Better for us, you know, when we're describing fights because we mm. we know a little more about like what led up to it fight. why it happened, a mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. little more, a little bit more minutia. Yeah. Um, so it's it's, right. it's been a really it's been really nice uh to have that Good. to have that connection. Um, well, you guys you will know,
0: be back for season eight, I'm sure. Hopefully, we'll try our best. We'll try our best. Yeah. We'll try our best. Yeah. Even, even I'm, like, a, I'm, like, a, I'm already saving <laughs> vacation.
2: I've been saving vacation since my anniversary date. So
4: <laughs> I'm just stockpiling money. <laughs> um, <laughs> before we wrap up.
1: We have got... We had so, so yeah. many listener questions. Yeah. I'm conscious of time, and this has been going for nearly two hours already, so I'm going to try and limit us each to two questions. Okay. So, take, oh, so take your man. picks as and when you oh, want to. no. <laughs> well, i am to go for my
4: question. <laughs>
1: okay, I'm going to start off... Um, oh, who, who should I start off with? Okay, we'll start off with a bad builder on Discord who asks, what is your favourite pizza topping?
0: <laughs> oh, that's easy. Uh, my favorite pizza topping is actually sausage. And people hate me for it because I'm always the guy nice. saying, like, Can we eat the sausage pizza? And they're like, God, we always have to be the sausage pizza. <laughs> yeah, no, I I just I'm the, the the Italian sausage lover of pizza. So much so that when I was a kid, we had a babysitter took me and my friend to the pizza place because our parents were out doing some shit. And we were had a food fight. And we're throwing stuff at each other, and they kicked us out of the pizza parlor. <laughs> and I picked every piece of sausage off of the pizza, put it in my mouth, and walked out the door. And Actually, the do- I didn't see there was a big glass door. And I just went... It's straight into <laughs> it.
1: <I don't> <laughs> it's straight into it. But yeah, that Italian is my favourite At least it's not pineapple. Yes. That's good. <laughs> well, no, go
0: pineapple. I, I, de- I can deal, I can hang, but no.
4: <laughs> viewers if you're Tell tuning in guys. week by week to hear sam's current <laughs> feelings on pineapple on pizza it's super good I, I mean, it was. i don't
0: out. i don't like pineapple anyway so i'm not gonna lie i had, I had a chicken club pizza topping the other day it <laughs> okay was, it was just too it was it was they put all this garlic sauce on it it was just oh, but, too saucy it was but garlic you is know, like good, sushi though, rolls it? where they put too much mayonnaise on it and it's just like yeah man.
2: I'm an Italian. I've got garlic in my blood,
0: basically. So <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that, too. But it's just it's too wet, you know? It's just like, <laughs> okay, yeah. I got you. That's a I got strange you. image. <laughs> yeah.
3: Um,
1: <laughs> Steve, go for really? it. We, we got all uh,
2: right. Uh, so let's do Commodore Z on Twitter. Uh, are there any robots from the Comedy Central era that you would like to see applied to compete with new versions in modern era or destruct the thon?
0: Hell yeah. Uh, We'd we'll love to see any Vladimir, Vladimir and Taylor come back. Yeah. Yeah, I think Gage should come back just as a, for fun. Uh, definitely, Carlos got to come back. Come on, yes, Carlo. he he's yes. Had, he's had a robot idea he's wanted to do, and then but Carlos very exact. I need this much time yes. to execute and then do the event. And we always have this thing where we green light too late, and Carlos says, "I can't, I can't do it. Not enough time." But maybe we'll do it some at some point. He'll be able to do it. Uh, love to see Jonathan Ritter come back. He actually yes. almost did come back, but then timing issues um they not tease me greg man neck of war those dudes hell let's get the shilling robotics guys with thor from robot wars yeah. mark strachian needs to build mm. something maybe we'll see that that uh walker that he brought out you oh, know yeah the walker uh, division a live show people know about maybe that can become yeah. something um yeah scott oh. Lavalley, right come on scott yeah, yeah. where <laughs> you at man yeah all right jevin those are the ones i want
4: uh, friend of the podcast. Uh, my girlfriend doesn't like robots. Great name, still. Um, are there any teams from previous seasons uh, that you're surprised haven't been on the show again? So, for example, those that appeared on ABC to Discovery.
0: Um, no, because the ones, the ones. So on the off season, there, I have a ton of communications with the builders all the time, like almost twenty four seven. I'm talking to Bill. I get my phone blows up all the time. And so I know the the struggles that why they've quit because of a family thing, or they quit because of a job thing, or they quit because it's just school's too difficult, um, or, you know, our rules don't allow some high voltage thing. So, you know, until you guys do that, I, I just going to bow out um, or whatever it is. Right. Um, so I know that I just know I've, I've been through the conversation after conversation after conversation to know that that's not a surprise, right? Um, it sucks. It'd be great to have certain people back. Um, but it is what it is, you know?
1: Hmm. Okay. So the next one comes from my own teammate, uh, Joe Brown, uh, head of the, one of the heads of the Bristol Bot Builders, uh, who asks, what is your plan with keeping BattleBots an international affair with the reduced field and smaller number of non-US teams in the long run?
0: yeah yeah that's a good question so um we have our international show the show appears in 154 countries which is great Mm -hmm. um and the the idea and the goal is to have enough of a groundswell in a particular region let's say Europe Mm -hmm. um, or the Middle East or something where they just there's enough people to warrant them not as a country but as a region, um, either borrowing our box or building their own box under our supervision to then to do a traditional format deal. Like, you know, you've seen a hundred times, right? The Office was a UK show, becomes a NBC show in America. Um, and do that It'd create a hub. Let's say there's a European hub. So all the European teams, right? And all of them can come and compete um, and then it shows on France, Germany, Switzerland, UK, blah, blah 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 blah, right? All the broadcasters can pool their resources to do it together, or maybe there's like a UK event mm-hmm. that gets so popular that we do a partnership with them to hold a European Championship there, and then the best of the best um, come over to you know the uh, to America for the World Championship. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe that happens in you know again. It's I think it's region by region. And it's either some sort of formatting deal or it's uh a, a enterprising person who's got their own tournament that becomes a big deal and becomes you know a notable thing that um and then a partnership can be made to utilize that as a regional championship for the world championship something like that hmm. okay okay
2: uh, I, I guess I can kind of you know considering uh, what we just talked, what you just talked about with uh, organizations and growing bigger and possible partnerships. Uh, Henry Strang on Discord, uh, what's your opinion on the lower weight class scene, like the beetles and the ants and the, the feathers, uh, both within the context of looking at applications and also from the perspective of a longtime member in the community?
0: Yeah, no, it's, that, that's fantastic. I mean, everyone asks, A, how do you get into it? So we always say start in the smaller weight classes at the regional competitions go look at robotcom robot at events.com and find something near you close to you and build for it mm-hmm. um and but but then from a sort of proving ground slash feeder league uh, it's fantastic mm-hmm. because you can see um smaller bots that kick ass can be test grounds for scaled up versions that can become much better um and we've seen that work and not work yes. um but we'll give it a try and then also people can try weird, wacky ideas at the smaller weight class and scale them up. Um, and then, you know, experience is worth its weight in gold. You get these teams of brilliant engineers worked on the most amazing thing, SpaceX, whatever it is, right? And they come to BattleBots and they fail, 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 fail. Mm-hmm. It's not because they're bad engineers. They're probably some of the best engineers in the entire building but because they just don't know what the sport is and the forces that are unleashed Mm -hmm. and where you have to put the armor because the horizontal blade hits you going to hit you there and how you have to do this and do that and do this and program (laughs) your speed control and your brush. Right. Talking about there. Yeah. You know who I'm talking about? Oh, yeah. You know who I'm talking about? Um, So that is, and then, so that those people who come in like that green, it's going to take them three cycles. Mm-hmm. to get up to the level that the other folks have already gotten up to. And the people who have competed at the lower, you know, NHRL people who have just yes. competed at the 30 pound, 50 pound, whatever pound it is for, you know, the whole year, they have how many, sh- content, you know, regionals or whatever their um, qualifiers. Mm, more
2: than half a dozen. Yeah, you know, they have I
0: mean, ton- they, Yeah. Exactly. So they get a ton of experience that then just makes the BattleBot show so much better. And with RoboGames coming back, That'll right. become uh, a value for all the boats are going to raise up, right? Yes. Yeah. BattleBots helps those guys. They'll, they help us. It's a hopefully just a beautiful synergy of, and the, and the audiences are happy because they can now go see a, a real live show in many, many places around the country. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And so I think, I mean, think that's I mean all sh- shoot, there's what? Uh, Saskatoon. They've had Killabots up
2: there forever. Uh, Robot Battles in Atlanta has been there forever. Uh, you before, have Obama, Robot Wars. before Robot Wars. Yeah. Uh, you got yeah. motorama you got ruckus down here robot ruckus down here you have circ you have uh what's the texas one um they, 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 like they're, they're everywhere they're uh, literally Rob- everywhere uh, robotica robotica yeah robotica, robotica. Yeah. yep mm-hmm. which has also yeah. been around forever um yep. so yeah that's it, it it's it's nice that they're like not not necessarily direct feeder leagues but it's nice to be able to you know There's put a sniffers out there isn't there the, uh, r- r- around the the country and the world to kind of see you know where 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 can where can you pull people from that you know like hey you know like this would be a, a good team maybe you know that that could build a robot the, the those are going to be the experience.
0: way where the, the, yeah the new stars are going to be born there right mm-hmm. and then with the las vegas facility being permanent and us doing starting proving ground mm-hmm. um new star, stars stars will be born there but not everyone come out to vegas Right. Hmm. So people are stuck overseas, they're going to go to uh, whatever is happening in the UK, John Mm -hmm. Finley's event, what's it called again, extreme robots, extreme robots. Robots. So Mm -hmm. right. Um, Go to Dave Hawkins event, go to NHRL, go to all these things. And that people will pop out of there Mm -hmm. and show themselves as, as, you know, rising stars, and then eventually make it to the world championship. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Will it ever get organized between everybody? Who knows? Right. <laughs> I mean,
2: you'll yeah. need like I mean. Do you want to be that organizing body? who has to deal with everybody's. No. <laughs> <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> you don't want to have to. Be, you don't want to be the commissioner that everybody boos. You know. <laughs> it, <laughs> you know.
0: It's a thankless, thankless job and too much there stress. There you
3: go.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, speaking
4: of thankless jobs, I have the last question, which um is really cutting to the bone. I think um. Is from Wrist of Kings on YouTube, um, we've had uh, the Riptide versus Captain Shredder to fight, it was Ugh. big on <laughs> oh, yeah, big on the internet, yeah, big on, even, on even last
2: year with uh, Witch Doctor Minotaur, uh, yeah, was another good example, everything
4: like that. Um, so Wrist of Kings asks, What mechanisms exist to deal with unsportsmanlike conduct in battle bots? is
0: there anything or will there be going forwards i suppose yes so just friday a couple days ago or yesterday or whenever it was we had our first kickoff for the world championship eight rule meeting um so there's a lot of sort of tweaks to the current rule set based on learnings from uh, season seven world championship seven um, some of which are these kind of are you di- are you playing with your robot after you weighed in you can't do that yeah things that we haven't put in the rules that need to be enumerated um there may even we were discussing this concept of penalties mm-hmm. right and we' what is, you know we don't want to kick anyone out especially no, no, with a team the yes. narrative arc that goes has a, just a hole in it and then you know how do you build that hole up again yeah. um but you can certainly apply penalties to teams that might not be that might be misbehaving so we had a long discussion about that so we might see some rules pop up around that um but i think most importantly is we've been encouraged to create a code of conduct uh and mike jeffries our match steward has actually written it uh Mm -hmm. he's a
1: fantastic choice
0: collaborating on it with um adam wrigley from shatter Mm -hmm. and i think it'll become a document that'll just become one of the things you download and you say yes i will I will abide by the code of conduct,
3: okay. and it's ultimately just don't,
0: it's 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 Greg Gibson. Don't be a dick. Don't be a right. dick. Yes, <laughs> yes, absolutely. It's just what we said all season. <laughs> yeah, it's I such mean, an easy concept. Want, we want crazy fights. We want um, people to get emotional. Yeah, you know, we don't want this thing to be vanilla. It, down it makes nothing.
4: good TV. Oh yeah, it, it really it makes does great and it, TV. It, as it's shown online, it it really gets the audience riled up and and gets people talking yeah definitely
0: every every sport is going to have controversies like this and then it's never going to go away you're never going to rule your way into regular a, football guy version. what's a
3: catch <laughs>
0: well i think i think of uh the nba and all the okay. millions of dollars spent on the referee center yes. where they actually have referees watching every game in chicago or whatever it is and then calling and saying no that was a foul right They're Speaking doing up. everything everything they can mm-hmm. to make it fair right mm-hmm. And they really are and audiences still think it's rigged still think yep. going on there's shenanigans and um it's just, you're never going to get away from it so we should yeah. all accept it I and builders that. are going to get hot and heated once in a while mm, absolutely and it's, be what it's it is. But I think content but it, exactly yeah in
4: yeah. the moment of doing that fight Ugh. adrenaline is running
0: so high that things are going to happen and you mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, Greg Gibson got mad at Mark Devitz. Who Mark Devitz is the nicest dude, He's on the, the coolest ever.
2: person ever. Right. <laughs> yeah. he
0: didn't know where his blade was.
2: It's the same color as the floor.
0: Exactly right. <laughs> exactly
2: right. Yeah. Um, we were going to ask a
1: question about uh, from the BattleBots Facebook account, which was ask him about the muddy pants. How about we finish off with that as, as the <laughs> as the final thing to, to lead off on? So
2: I'm unfamiliar with
3: this.
1: Uh, there was a question on our post saying that we were going to be talking to, to Greg today from the BattleBots Facebook page. Ask him about the muddy pants was all it said.
0: I don't know what the muddy pants are. I don't either. <laughs> that's, that's what it said. Was that my wife? Because you... my pants are always muddy.
3: Right, okay.
0: <laughs> I think they're muddy right now. Um, oh God, so I'm so always so. touching stuff and then like kind of rubbing my butt <laughs> and then they get dirty. It's, it's, she it's gives funny. me shit about it. Do
1: <laughs> you have a Do secret what? account? He's it's it's funny because I I I knew you ran the socials for Battlebots, and I'm like, is he? I do, but I, I I ignore
0: the comments because they get they get sometimes they get nasty, and I just don't want to go into smart that. Smart man, yep. it's a smart
1: thing to do. Uh, yeah, I mean that's a brilliant way to end it. Uh, Greg, yes. thank you so much for your time. It is honestly a, a joy to have chatted with you, and um, thank you for spending two hours of your afternoon with us. And and as yeah. a lot to thank you from just the community in general, really like. There's so many people, you know, myself, you know, Jevon, Steve, but there's so many hundreds of thousands, if not millions of people that have kind of been drew inspiration from yeah. the show that you have ran.
2: The three of us may have never met each other. Yeah, the show. literally.
0: So thank Honest. you. It, it, well, it's, it's awesome. Well, thank you guys. I appreciate it. And it really, it's, the it's you know, we're just employees. So we're just doing the work to try to make it happen. And, and the builders are the ultimate mm-hmm. people to thank because they're the ones kicking ass out there. Um, but appreciate it. Thank you. And, um, this was fun. Um, we should get Trey on here next time and, uh, do it again. Absolutely. Absolutely.
1: I agree. With all that said,
2: I've been Summer at 64.
0: I've been Steve, the American Killjoy. I've been World of Woodrow. I'm Mega Greg. See you later.
1: (laughs) The three of us will see you next week for more BattleBots action. It's back. See you then.